Last time on Let Me Tell You About Homestuck. Mina and Vriska finally meet and assemble their respective crews of dead friends to fight for them. This just leads to a giant clusterfuck and costume party. Just as they are set to fight, we cut to John waking up in his driveway, where he seems to have kept the ring he got from the dream. Somehow. The Alpha could spend five months in their session, but we only see it for like three minutes, where bad tattoos and good fashion choices are made. Meanwhile, in his dead session, Cowboy runs into a still-alive Gamzee, who he guns down in an attempt to kill because that's the natural reaction to seeing Gamzee. But sadly, as we all know, you can't keep down the clown. He then finds a narrative prompt computer where he talks with Andrew Hussey and breaks the website and our eardrums. He learns that he has to collect keys from Oliver's planet to eventually win the game. He then sets off in his horribly tedious quest with Gamsey in tow, with a grudge against Andrew that I'm sure won't come up again or has already come up. Hello everyone, we're welcome to Let Me Tell You About Homestuck. Hi Molly. You're Ashley. I'm Ashley. I'm Molly. I'm taking the reins this time. I'm not I'm not letting you just get me like that again. <laughs> not again. Never again. Fool me twice. Shame on me. Fool me six hundred times. I have to stop. How are me you? I'm I'm doing good. Good, good, good. I, I was wondering how much we should date this. We could date this, because uh, I was thinking the same thing. Because we just put out... What's the episode we just put out? Uh, Alternia Bound. Yeah, we just put out the Alternia Bound episode. It is November 26, 2016. This episode's not going to come out until, what, August? Probably. Hmm, I don't know. I don't know how to... I don't know what the lead is on this. Cause there's I honestly so much. don't know either. There's like, yeah, so much. There's so much, but also like we're going at a two-hour clip. Yeah, we're we're making good time. I, I yeah, don't I remember when we thought we were just going to release an hour a week. Yeah, I I kind of never thought that. <laughs> well, remember when you and Luke thought that? Yeah, yeah. Man, it, that's fucking. It would take forever. Yeah, no, no cause we were like, well, we need to. I, that was like when we were very concerned about like having two long podcasts, right? Yeah. But also at a certain point, like we have this is such a huge thing. It's just it would take too long to get through otherwise. Yeah. I don't want to drag it out over the course of like three years. No. Um. If if anything, Homestuck should not this uh, Homestuck related property should not be dra dragged out. Yeah, no, <laughs> the Homestuck-related property should not go on as long as Homestuck did. No. I, 
I probably could have told this off air, but someone recently messaged me on Tumblr. On, yeah. Uh, my Homestuck Tumblr getting told about Homestuck. Yeah. Uh, which, and asked, uh, what's the difference between the alpha versions and the beta versions? Yeah. It's, or it's more like, why do some versions, like, say, 22 and some say 14? And I'm like, well, there's the alpha and the beta. Like, and one is me and Luke and one's me and Molly. And they're like, oh, I didn't realize there's a difference. Oh, man. And I'm like, uh, you didn't realize that, like, we were in, like, there are different people and we were talking about different parts yeah majorly different parts and two different like they'll figure it out once we have all three of us on an episode i guess that'd be, i'm sure that'd freak them out whoa <laughs> Just, wait what's happening why is what's these voices i hear voices oh god <laughs> i hate it when randy orton shows up unannounced from out of nowhere from out of nowhere uh <laughs> We haven't recorded in like a week and a half. Yeah, no, that and like, yeah, it's, it's Thanksgiving, so we. Yeah, this Thanksgiving kinda... weekend, so we decided. Uh, well, I mean, I don't have to work Black Friday or anything like that because I'm very lucky that way, because uh, I have an office job. But. Um, like well, I was out of, t- out, of out of town. Yeah. Uh, my girlfriend and, so... and roommate are working. I'm not yeah. doing anything, and then we're just gonna let's fucking record some dang homestuck. Some dang, some dang homestuck. So uh, last, uh, last time we read homestuck. Yep. Um, Caliborn uh, got into a long discussion with Andrew Hussey. Uh, Caliborn tried to murder Gamzee. Yes. Uh, his you one heroic kill act. Clown- yeah, his one heroic act, and you can't kill clowns, I guess. Yeah. Well, you can't keep down the clown. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Everybody knows that. Um, and, God, we finished up Act 6, Intermission 3, which was bad. Well, Act 6, Intermission 3... Uh, wait, no, yeah, that was... But, uh, yeah, that was bad. Uh, but Act 6, Intermission... Or Act 6, Act 4 was just... A quick flash. Wh- yeah. So yeah, the last time we've seen the Alpha Kids was just uh, kind of quick flashes. They were just kind of chilling. Yeah, they were just doing their own thing. Just uh, doing Jake game stuff. And Dirk had had matching tattoos. Yep. God. Roxy looks dope. Roxy looks so good. Uh, Jane is still Jane. Yeah, Jane's still Jane. Um. Yeah. So should we jump in? Yeah. Uh, uh, act 6, Act 5. Alright, so it's, it's loaded for me. Yep, it's going. Uh, we're seeing a fenestrated wall. Yep. And someone's holding it. Oh yeah, that's weird. Well, I mean, I guess not, because the Alpha Kids have fenestrated walls they've been placing. Yeah, and also... Jake had that small fenestrated wall that he shrunk down with oh, uh, yeah, Liv Tyler. Right. Yeah, but we're seeing uh, Jake's land. Well, it's like mounds and something yeah. else. It, it was a. Well, he's, he's oh, wearing a look little. at this fucking dork! <laughs> he's on like a Stonehenge. Yeah, but he has like a silly-looking suit on. Yeah. Oh, he's thinking about his grandma. Oh. 
Well, we'll have the everybody meet up. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Hang on. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> well, I mean, someone got uh, Jane got a combined sprite. Oh my god. So this is an arid and solid sprite. Yeah, and it just flips Jake the bird, and Jake seems happy about it. Jake is so it. happy. <laughs> oh my god. Uh. <laughs> oh no. Still flipping the birds. <laughs> just holding it. Oh we're just no. Get, we're just getting nice music, and it's just... This, like, ghost with, like, 3D hipster glasses. Christ. Just flipping the birds. Just flipping them off. <laughs> uh, but we got an incoming message from a Dirk. Uh, let's examine incoming message. Deeper sigh. Oh, boy. Something gone wrong? Trouble in paradise, Molly. Uh-oh. Next. Uh... I'll, t I'll take Dirk in this. Okay. Dude. Oh, yeah, man. Wait. Which computer are you using? I'm not comfortable knowing my word can be hovering over Cage's clownish, sort of gaunt face. Could you switch your back to the naked blue chicks as your exclusive desktop fodder? TIA. Thanks in advance. But yeah. I don't know if you want a little solitude, or if maybe you finally got, like, a case of strider fatigue. I can understand that. I mean, not to get all neurotic on you. I'm just saying I get it. If that's what's going on. But for real, if you gotta sneak away for a few days, that's cool. Just might be kinda dope if at least you let me know which planet you scurried off to, and by dope I mean considerate. Really not trying to be a drag here. Wonder what's up all is all. Uh wanna meet up soon? I found a really promising tune we could raid. Looks like it runs hella deep. If we got the specs right, could run as deep as Lion's mouth itself. But without all the fucking fire to deal with. What it means, lion's mouth. Gotta underline the key shit. Always forget. Figure it should take a couple days to make it to the bottom. Only a day if we go limp and just fall the whole way down the stairs. Ignoring literally every sage warning we received about those treacherous plummeting zigzags. Just tumbling our down in a floppy limb trance like a couple of puppets in a race arranged by some drunk gamblers. If you're into another expedition, head to low tax and hit me up. Just don't forget your master time. The deeper we go, the worse it gets, remember? Could be some unreal grist down there. More puzzle shit, loads of skeletons. Pack your guns, dog. Oh, Dirk, buddy. Dirk, you're thirsty. Dirk, you got it bad, buddy. Yeah. You got it real bad. Next. God, he... Locks the phone and the lock screen is him and Dirk. Yeah. Hmm. Solicit profound wisdom from your friendly guide. <laughs> oh boy. Oh Christ. Uh, do you want to take Jake? Okay. Because <clears throat> I'm gonna have to do Southern General with a lisp. <laughs> Oh, God. Sigh. No. Wait, no, that's... that's nope. Well, fuck. That's Aaron. 
That's Aaron. It's fucked up. Mint julep. There we go. No. <laughs> no, that's still Aaron. That's still Aquarius. Fuck that up. Just keep. I don't know what. I don't know what to do. Oh, sorry. Sorry. You warming up by saying mint julep is the funniest <laughs> thing that's ever happened on this show. Mint julep. No. I, I can't say no in a southern accent, so let's just keep going. Yeah, no, we can just keep that. Oh, hey there, buddy. I nearly forgot you were bobbing about over there. What with my emotional dilemmas? Oh, please. As if I give a loud, heavy thaw wasn't so obviously directed at getting my take on your city-born boyfriend problems. <laughs> Was I really so transparent? You're a good man, Mr. Aerosol. A good man with a good heart. I'm lucky to have you as a friend. No, you bloody imbecile. I'm not a good fruit man. I don't have a good heart. I'm not your fucking friend. I think you may be the dumbest living being I've ever encountered. I don't even know why I'm bothered floating down this little grassy gulch to flip the daily bird. Must be out of my already tortured pan tube brother with to bother with any of your emotional fuck bags. I suppose it's true. You could be a bit of a surly customer. I don't hold it against you, though. You have always been a wonderful source of amusement and companionship in this desolate place. Wow, it's cool that I amuse you. That really gives meaning to my joke of an existence. I mean, wow, thanks. Sure thing. I'm just not sure... Who else to talk to about my issues with Dirk? Okay, why don't you give this person a whirl? Not me. I'm so conflicted. I've enjoyed our time together and all the adventures we've had over the past few months. But as a paramour, he's been overbearing to say the least. I don't know if I have the gumption to withstand another round of needy overtures. What do you think, Sir Sprite? Should I put the old kibosh on the affair? I hate how you say everything. How can he stand you? Although, frankly, that prospect alone sounds arduous. I wouldn't even know what to say to the poor fella. You're my mystical guide on this adventure. What perchance might you advise? Ah, oh, you want some red wrong counsel? Well, here you go. I'm of the mindset that when you have a rock-solid piece of ass tied to the dock, you don't bloody well tug the knot loose and sub the fucker off with the heel of your boot. Uh, then another part of me just wondered what the fuck I just said there. Like... That was such a weird, psychopathic thought I just had. It honestly don't have any idea how bad I could possibly feel about myself until I became myself. That makes sense. Your bro has feelings to consider. He's not some slice of grubstake. While he consulting with me, I'm a disaster. No, I'm a disaster that fit in emotional pants with thick liquid to set catastrophe. They don't even come near me. Oh, Mr. Arasaw, you are in rare form today. Fuck you, Jake. I'm not funny. I have no actual clue what you think I'm funny, so piss off. <laughs> I should have exploded myself the moment he spawned me. Every day I'm wondering why I haven't blown myself up yet. One time I think I almost did, then I just thought, meh. I think the truth is deep down that I must love suffering. 
just like you and what's his face and your train wreck of a mate spreadsheet. <laughs> stop, stop, my sides. Your act is too rich. Thanks, buddy. This is cheering me up at least a little. Shut up. Oh, you know what else is slipping bullshit? This hoax that you're applying, there's no one else to talk to about this. Talk to him of your own fucking species for a change. What about Crocker? Try ruining her day with your withy-wathy rubbish. You're right. I really should catch up with Janie. It's been a while since we spoke. It does seem like more and more I'm the one to get in touch with her. I do hope she hasn't tired too badly of listening to my problems. The last thing I want is to give us the impression that everything revolves around my various romantic hurdles. Revolve around? It's a bit late for that, Jake. Your foot quarter is a black hole, and we are all being dragged screaming through its event horizon. Just take two Jane. Just talk to Jane and never fucking look at me again for the rest of your life. I'm leaving. Hey, here's one for the road. Ah, there she blows your favorite finger of all. You sure do love showing that one to people. It's actually become a vaguely comforting gesture. The way you've done, Jake. You've totally ruined the act of flipping people off. It was the one joy I had left. I hope you're happy. Boy, howdy! <laughs> Christ! It's weird that when you combine a boring character like Solix and a bad character like Aridin, you get the best character. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, he just talked shit about Jake the whole time. It's just like, oh god, I hate you, and I hate me, and I hate everything. God. All of you suck, and especially me. Especially me. Oh no, poor boy. Poor boys. Here's one for the road. <laughs> Next. Or uh, switching to the land of pyramids and neon. Fuck, that's a good land. Yeah, okay. It's the only one I remember, and it's also Roxy's land. Of course, of course, of course. Uh, yeah, next. And we're seeing uh, Roxy's uh, pad, and looks yeah. like something's going down. Just having a party? Party? Next. Happy birthday, Janie. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Ah, Jake pester Jane. And also, of course, like, Jake is being the worst. Yep. He's gonna like, bother oh, Jane with his relationship problems. On her birthday. On her birthday, when she clearly does not give a shit. Oh, huh. boy. Molly, look who it is. Wait. Oh, God, is that... <laughs> is that... It's the it's Fafaria Nepeda. That's adorable. It's Fefida. Fefida Christ. I kind of love Fefida. <laughs> it's going to be the cutest pair. She kind of works. She kind of. Next. No, but okay, one there thing too. I will say is I really don't like the like strapless dresses uh, with the armless style. No. I don't think it works because it no. just looks like it. Her upper half is almost naked, and it's yeah. bad. Uh, although, uh, Jane is rocking the like T-shirt, cargo shorts, and sh and seat sneakers. God, you're right. Yeah, some butch looks. 
Does Jane cuss? Jane a hundred percent cusses. <laughs> oh God. Uh, but yeah. Uh, Jane, answer. Who do you want to take? Uh, I'll keep being Jake. Okay. Go Gotham Terror begin pestering Gutsy Gumshoe. Greetings. Oh, hello, Jake. I'm not interrupting anything, am I? Um, not really. Rox and I are just setting a few things up here. I see. I'd be happy to message you again later if it would spare you any inconvenience. No, it's fine. I really, it's really nice to hear from you, actually. I was starting to worry you might have forgotten. Uh, forgotten? Oh, oh no. Forgotten what now? <sighs> Jake. Jake, you're the worst. Y'all got exactly four days to remember when you're up in this game. And that's well, each other's birthdays. Yeah, apparently they've been there for months. We, yeah, we also it's been a year. That. Yes. Wait, no, because it wasn't her birthday when we they got in. Oh, it wasn't? No. Oh, no, it was the rebranding day. Yes. Right, okay, okay. Uh, next. I, I forgot if there's, like, a... What Jane's birthday is. Like, I think they may say it at one point, but also it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Okay. So she's 17 now, then. Or she yes. was 15? I think she was younger, but I think she was all still 16. Okay. Okay. But I, th- I think everyone is now 17. It, like, they're aging kind of the same rate as... Right, as they're all going to be the same age when they all meet up is the thing. Wait, no, I think she did turn 16 because they're all going to be... When they meet up, they're all going to be 16. Right. But yeah, Jane lets out a deepest sigh. <laughs> Never mind. Wait, don't tell me. Is it a tomb or a crypt or some such? Are you preparing for another grist-seeking expedition? Oh, shit, did you schedule my assistance for the raid and I forgot all about it? No, Jake. We didn't need your help running a tomb, but thanks for thinking of us. I don't know what this clueless pair of damsels would do without you. Blast. Well, what in the name of Willie Hortstaff's great tub choking bottom could I be forgetting then? This is going to drive me crazy. Can you give me a hint? Yep. It has to do with the day I was born, which was almost exactly 16 years ago. Of course, your birthday! Did you get Roxy's invitation? It was my understanding that she gave you and Dirk notice weeks ago. Uh, yes, that's right. Now I remember. The date sure snuck up on us quick, didn't it? Sorry, you know how things can slip my mind. The gorn on my shoulders isn't the steel trap it used to be. Nothing like the well-oiled puzzle buster you got up there. Hmm. Well, damn. Looks like the egg monster took quite the spear to dump on my face this time. Jake, I... What? I feel so dumb. I'll be right over. If you recall, the party's actually tomorrow. Like I said, we're just setting a few things up. Roxy's putting up some decorations, I baked a cake. You were, of course, free to join up early, too. I just thought since I hadn't heard from you in quite some time, you'd better things to do. You baked a cake for your own party? Yeah, so? I don't know, something seems amiss about that. Isn't that against tradition or inviting bad luck or something? But I guess it makes sense since you love baking cakes. It's like a present you give to yourself. Jake, what is it that you actually wanted? Oh, I just wanted to get your advice on some stuff. 
But since I've been a heel and forgotten about your birthday, maybe I shouldn't bother you with that? Hmm. So, 16 big ones, huh? The old sweet 16. Last one of us to notch the vaunted one, Sixer. That's a big step. I knew you'd make it. I always said I believed in you, didn't I? Just kidding. The inexorable nature of time's passage virtually assured you'd get that old, so you didn't really have anything to do with it. I mean, not that I don't still believe in you. I do. Hmm. Jake. Jake. Jake, stop. <laughs> you know, Jake, you, shut J- up. Jake, you need to stop talking now. <laughs> Next. Jake, you needed to stop talking six paragraphs ago. <laughs> yeah, she's just kind of doing, like, the look into the camera. Yep. I can't believe it's already been... How long? What, like a year already since we entered? Holy moly, where does the time go? It's been more like five months. Oh. Well, that's still a pretty long time. I have to admit, it's been a longer stint than I expected. Certainly one involving more downtime than I would have guessed. I really thought we would have been treated to more action, what being legendary players of a mysterious cosmic game. But no, it seems the primary duty of the so-called nobles is to wait around twiddling our thumbs. Uh Uh-huh. I'd really be getting to wonder when these fabled heroes will arrive. And are they really going to be all those we've been led to believe? I sure hope so. I'd so love to meet my pen pal, dear old departed grandma. But as a feisty youngster, what a hoot that'll be. And you with your pop-pop, let's not forget about him. Not to mention the young Strider and Lalonde relatives, I bet they're a barrel laughs. I met them once, but I was too shy to say anything. Then I got in a fight. Did I ever mention that, Jane? Yeah, many times. Not to say it's all been downtime and doldrums. Exploring has been great, finding treasure, solving riddles, becoming better friends. I wouldn't trade that for anything. And maybe we're getting close to something big happening regardless? Every day it seems like more and more undead creatures crawl out from out the shadows. Bigger ones, stronger ones. Does their presence herald something worse coming, just as the legends indicate our presence heralds something better? I just wish we could actually kill the fucking things. Even the little ones just absorb so much damage before yielding any spoils. Remember Jane? Remember at the start how we kept trying to kill them? Uh-huh. We would all gang up like an imp skeleton for like an hour, just clobbering it repeatedly. Knocking its bones down, waiting for it to reassemble and keep coming at us. Only to finally be rewarded with a shitty pittance of grist. But I guess the silver lining was it forced us to explore ruins more often and scavenge for loot there. So I think we learned a lot more this way. But it sure makes resources hard to come by, having to get them exclusively from chests and whatnot. Sometimes I wonder if we've been missing out on a really rewarding part of the game by neglecting to build up our houses. Makes it wonder. But it just costs so much. Better to stick to making more practical stuff, don't you think? Hmm. Sometimes I wonder if the heroes had the same problems in their game. You think they found an easier way to kill skeletons? Were they just as shameless as us when it came to spurging our precious grist on swanky new duds? Did the same enigmatic bard haunt their game? And if so, which hilarious dead trolls did he throw into the flashy blobs? Mr. Aerosol tells me he knows many things about the heroes because he saw them in action when he was alive, but he won't tell me a thing about them. These troll sprites sure do love keeping their secrets, don't they? (laughs) That's nice, Jake. I'm kind of busy, though. What did you actually want to talk to me about? Actually, why don't we just talk about it tomorrow? Okay, we can talk about that in two, sis. Really, Jane, you sure know how to twist a fella's arm. I just wanted to get your take on what you might call my own personal ultimate riddle. It involves Dirk. 
Jake, stop, please, God. <laughs> stop, buddy. <laughs> it's a train wreck, and it's just like, no, it's gonna keep happening, Molly. It's gonna keep. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, I like how Jane's fucking earmuffs have a mustache on them. That is the microphone. Ah, oh, it's so good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Next. Also, also, yeah, like, apparently their skeletons are impossible to kill, so they have to get all their grist from... Ashley, are they killing skeleton consorts? Well, no, they were talking about, like, imps and stuff. Yeah, I guess that's true. I just think it would be funny if they kept everything, that goof. I just think everything on their planet is dead. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, and so also because that they can't build up their houses. Right. Uh, yeah, next. Oh, just oh, look at this mad. page. You don't say. It's true. I haven't seen him in a couple days. I've been laying low for a while, but I just received another pushy inquiries from him. Maybe I shouldn't be too hard on the guy since he's probably just concerned not having heard from me at all. But I still couldn't help but detect a tone of desperation. Like he could sense I may be having some doubts. This kind of thing has been all too common, unfortunately. I'm not sure it's going to work anymore. <sighs> he can be so needy. If only he could just relax and trust that I won't spontaneously tire of his company. Although the irony, I guess, is that his overbearing tendency is beginning to fulfill his own paranoid prophecy. It's such a shame we've had so many capital adventures together. I don't know why he has to be like this. He always was an intense fella, but in person, holy cow. I wonder if it has to do with the fact that he grew up alone in the middle of the ocean, and now he doesn't know how to deal with people without suffocating them? But then again, I grew up under similar circumstances, and I think I turned out pretty much okay socially, at least I hope so. Don't you think so, Jane? Yeah. Actually, it just occurred to me. It's funny he didn't mention your party in his text. I'm sure he wouldn't have forgotten. He never forgets anything, what with all his calculations and his computerized brain, both figurative and literal. I wonder what his game was. He invited me on an expedition without mentioning your party as a potential conflict. If he sensed I could use some space, perhaps he was concerned that if we both showed up to the party it would be awkward. Or maybe he didn't want to mention he was going to the party in case it would spook me away from attending. Ugh, you see, Jane, this is his endless machinations due to you. Anything he says could be part of some grand convoluted scheme and it just makes you agonize and boggle and wonder until your brain hurts. You just know it's a battle you can't win. You know what I mean, Jane? Uh -huh. Do you think I should just bite the bullet and end it? It's probably the right thing to do. Boy, am I not looking forward to that conversation, though. It's gotta be a doozy. What did I get myself into here? I think I've made a lot of mistakes, honestly. Not the least of which was getting this shitty tattoo, now that I think about it. Yes, yes, I know, we all thought it was a riot at first. I guess it still is, maybe. But lately I've been wondering if it might not have been the act of sound judgment. Can you believe that, Jane? Hmm... I don't know. It's been a real pickle I'm in here, but I do feel better just being able to get it off my chest. You're such a good friend, Jane, always ready to listen to my relationship woes. What a trooper. Jake, stop. Jake, Jake, stop. I don't think Jane is really into Jake anymore. No, I think she hates him. <laughs> Which is I fair. Yeah, I can't really blame her. <laughs> the second Jane hates Jake, she's going to go so far up my favorite character. <laughs> Next. Also, yeah, like this is another thing in Homesick where it's like, it happened with Teresa and Carcat where it's like, they're in a relationship and now they're not. Yeah, and now, oh, what happened? Yeah. 
I mean, like, I guess that's... Yeah, I guess, like, it's kind of a, like, not a... Hmm. They never actually, like, tell you what happened, but they kind of show you what's been going on in a way. I don't know. Yeah. Like, well, with, like, Karka and Terezi, like, you get it. Like, okay, yeah. this is why this happened. Yeah, you don't get, like, the exact stuff, but... Like, you don't get the moment where they stop being a thing. Yeah, but you get, like, a bunch of events surrounding it, and it's like, okay, yeah, fair. Like, okay, Karkat was kind of being a huge jerk. Yeah, yeah. And this is, yeah. And, like, kind the of thing the same like, thing. Yeah, like, I can get why Jake feels this way, it's just that Jake is also being a huge jerk. Yeah, he's just not talking to his boyfriend about his problems. Yeah. Like, you dumb idiot, you have to talk. Like, yeah, no, and, like, it's also, like, at this point, like, oh, yeah, these are 16-year-olds, these are... Yeah, oh, yeah, these kids are all 16. Yeah. Uh... I said next, right? Yeah. Okay. Never ceases to amaze me how excellent you are at this friendship business. Where would we all be without you? In a way, you really have been the glue holding us all together on our adventure. Gosh, you are a stand-up gal. Which reminds me of another thing that's been bugging me about Dirk. He can often be almost hilariously self-absorbed. Don't even get me started on when he stops going on these long monologues about his philosophical gobbledygook. I'm not sure he actually has much of a filter when it comes to what others regard as interesting points of conversation. Not to rag on the guy too hard, but I guess at times I would just like to see a little more self-awareness from him at all. Jake? Did I tell you what happened on our last expedition together? Jake? I can't remember if I mentioned. Oh man, but thinking back on what happened, it's even more ridiculous in retrospect. Where do I begin? Jake! What? Shut up! Huh? Shut up! Uh, did I say something wrong? Oh god, get him. Oh, <laughs> kill him. Kill him. <laughs> Next. She has squirted out the <laughs> whole tube of frosting. And also, yeah, like, Jake being, like, the least self-aware person. <laughs> yeah, in the world. Jake? Please stop talking. I don't... Jake? I said shut up. What? Just shut the fuck up. Next. I caramba, what in tarnation is the matter, Jane? What's the matter? What's the matter? I am sick and fucking tired to death of your insufferable, blithering bullshit. Well there, you seem really worked up. Maybe we should just calm down and talk through this like sensible adults. Also, you're going kind of heavy on the caps there, aren't you? Sort of makes it seem like you're shouting. Just saying. I am shouting. These are little shouts of anger coming out of my actual mouth, and they're directed at you. Yikes. Okay, then. Can you tell me why you're so upset with me? Is it because I forgot about your birthday party? Because I do feel awful about that. Oh my god, why are you so clueless? I can't stand it. Uh, really, I feel like a tool about forgetting. Uh, you know how I am. I forget stuff. I mean, shucks, Buster. If I knew how to make it up to you, I would. If it ameliorates matters any, I am sighing pretty much the shuckiest Buster of contrition I can manage. It's not about my birthday. The fact that you don't... That you forgot certainly doesn't help, but that's not it. See, you don't get it. 
Oh, and could you please stop saying Shucks Buster? Shucks Buster was my thing, and you stole it. I thought Shucks Buster was sorta our thing. No, it was my thing, but I allowed it to be our thing back when you used to give a shit. But now it's just mine, and you can't have it anymore. Uh, okay. I suppose I could go with shoot, buddy. Or fudge, Junior. Hmm. Well, maybe forego an analogous catchphrase altogether. <laughs> but I clearly stepped in at big time with you, and I'd really like to know what I did. Oh, Jake, you dumb motherfucker. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Roxy and Thefida are looking at each other. Just like, uh-oh. 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 Jake, let me ask you. Do you remember the last time we talked? Uh, was it a few days ago? No. Try a few weeks ago. Even then, you messaged me just to talk about some stupid shit that happened with Dirk, a tedious jester which you then saw fit to reprise on my birthday of all days while considerately forgetting about it. And even when I reminded you about it, you still banged ahead with your self-indulgent relationship claptrap anyway. I didn't realize it was so long ago. Sorry about that. Again, all I can say is where does the time go? I guess I have trouble keeping up with everything I'm supposed to, which it would seem includes personal relationship as much as calendars. I'm not much of a leader of people. Not like you are, Jane. I think when it comes to adventuring, maybe I'm more of a solo act. Which, now that I think about it, might be contributing to my problems with Dirk. Maybe that's part of the reason I need some space. Oh, oh, brother, here I go again, blistering about my problems. I guess I see what you mean. But really, if you wanted to talk sooner, then why didn't you get in touch with me? It feels like I'm always the one to say hello to you lately. Yeah, that's because every time, that's because every single time we chat, you do nothing but talk about yourself. You never ask me how I'm feeling or what I've been up to. You just launch into your romantic problems and I just listen like an accommodating fool as always. So I just stop bothering. Why should I subject myself to that repeatedly? You might actually be the most thoughtless, self-centered person I've ever met. I can't believe I used to feel... Uh, uh, huh? Used to feel what? Jake, has it ever occurred to you how it must feel for someone to listen to her friend go on and on about his boyfriend problems when... When all along she... Uh, she couldn't say because she blew it and it was too late to... I don't know why I'm bothering, bothering to explain this to you. Never mind. Now hold the phone. Jane, I think I may finally understand what's been going on here. In retrospect, I can't believe I've been this blind. You're right, I really can be deplorably thick sometimes. Looking back, I can see how many of our conversations must have been torment for you. You really should have told me how you felt sooner. Yeah, I... I know. If you told me you had the hearts for Dirk, I would have backed off without another word. What are friends for? Oh, Jake, you oh. dumb motherfucker. <laughs> oh, Jake, you oh no. You dumb motherfucker. Oh no. Next. Boom. Oh, there goes the table. Off. They notice that uh, there's party hats and there's one for each kid. Yep. And one for Feffin and one for G-Cat. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> Next.
<laughs> all the chess people. Yeah, freaking out. Yeah. It, it, it looks like they're all like running towards the cake. Like, oh. Now, they did get a lot in there, didn't they? Yeah. Roxy got quite a few. That's nice. Yeah. Wait, did I say something dumb again? Oh, consonant. I think maybe something's getting lost in translation over our respective chat clients. Maybe we should wait until tomorrow and just clear the air face to face at your party. No, you aren't coming to my party. Oh, come on, Jane, be a sport. You aren't coming to my party because there isn't going to be a party. Go raid some tombs with your boyfriend. Go make out with him and break up with him wherever your fickle, selfish heart desires. I'm at the end of my rope with you. I'm fed up with your stupid movies and your stupid adventures and your stupid old-time charms and your stupid dashing good looks. Who needs any of it? I say, Jane, before you do anything rash... Oh, will you please just... Next. Shut the fuck up, Buster. Oh, she throws that fucking mic on the ground. Yeah. Oof. Man. I mean, he deserves it. Yeah. Huh. Communication's important, kids. Yeah. That's that's basically where we're at here. Mm-hmm. It's interesting how the beta kids have all been apart for, you know, their whole set, were apart for their session, and we're pretty good about it. Yeah. Yeah, they... And all of these kids have been face-to-face, and it's just caused nothing problems. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like, they're all dumb, too. Well, yeah, also. <laughs> like, even, like... Like, Dirk is, like, a fucking mess. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I love Dirk. He's one of my favorite characters, but... he's He's a big goof. He's a goof, and, like... A mess and can be really awful sometimes. Yeah. Uh. Jane and Jake uh. obviously have their problems. Well, yeah, Jake has no idea how to communicate with other humans. Yeah, uh, but thinks he does. Yeah, thinks he does. Jane does okay. I think her only real issue is with um Jake. Yeah. For the most part, but she just doesn't know how to talk to her crush. I guess. Yeah. Roxy seems fine, except for the part where she's drunk all the time. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, next. Oh, God. Yeah, she's stamping on it. Uh. Do you want to take Roxy? Uh, I guess so. I'm really bad at Roxy, but you're already doing Jane. Uh, Jane? Yo, Janie! You okay there? I'll be peachy fucking keen once I stomp this naughty monster's headset into oblivion and not a moment sooner. Janie, uh, that ain't a reasonable thing you just said. Au contraire. I believe you'll find that once this piece of shit has been reduced to subatomic particles, we will all come out smelling like fucking roses. Jane, stop it. You're upset for theta. Just... Think of Fafetta's on, asking. Poor Fafetta. <laughs> God. Next. Oh, she's angry. Oh, she's not happy, no. Oh, poor Fafetta, my sweet patootie. You and I both know Fafetta's had to deal with garbage from jerk-off boys before. Don't give me this poor Fafetta crap. 
yeah, my girl Fafeta knows what's up. She's been around the D-bag block a time or two. Am I right, Fafeta? Meow. Shit, yes, give me a paw bump. Bop. Jane, you want to end this action? Come give us a fistful of sugar. Complete the three for max girl power plus solidarity against dumb dudes. Janie, jeez, don't leave us hanging here. Ah, fine. Janie, that was the piss poorest problem I've ever seen. I was like a negative bump. We're going to have a bump long and hard end of the night and dig us out of this fucking bump hole you dug us into with that tragic bump. The bump was like Shakespearean. Makes me want to weep softly and leave a bouquet somewhere. Someone plays a sad trumpet in the distance. Look, Fafetta just sniffled a little about how sad that bump <laughs> God. Max. I love how much Roxy loves Fafetta. Yep. <laughs> okay, God. I was just trying to cheer you up. Take your mind off whatever the hell that was. You weren't serious about calling off the party, were you? Okay, let me just get the chess guys to help put the table back on the roof. And maybe salvage the cake out of that sand dune over there. Nope, the chess guys just finished eating it. Let's make another, okay? No, I was serious. I'm not... Not in the mood for a party anymore. So it sounds like... You got jaked. <sighs> Why, yes. That is the face of a girl who just got Englished with extreme prejudice. He was a blockhead and forgot your birthday, didn't he? I'm sorry, Jane. Yeah, me too. Can we maybe not rehash the whole terrible conversation, though? Yeah, we don't have to. Just maybe try not to hold whatever dumb shit he said against him forever. That's just how the guy is. It's like, he doesn't mean to be a douche, but it's just kind of a byproduct of the whole ridiculous Jake English experience. Like, his dunk-ass shenanigans leave behind a residue that looks like a douche and tastes like douche, but it ain't the real thing. Like, douche substitute. Can't believe it's not douche. Uh, I'm just trying to say that not terrible things about him in hopes you don't start hating each other, but I guess this isn't what you want to hear now. Mm. So, yeah, I guess Jake's dumping Dirk soon? <laughs> like, the writing wasn't so on the wall with those two from day one. Poor Dirk. I've wanted to say something to prepare him for that, but never had the heart to bring it up, I guess. What can you do? Hey, but silver lining is, I mean, if you could forgive him for shitting your beard day and stuff, maybe this is finally your chance to make play for the J-Man, huh? No. Roxy, please. So that's the furthest thing from my mind right now. I'm so done with that train of thought. So you think you're just completely over him? Yes, yeah, sirree. Jake's the rainbow, then just call me a little house from Kansas. Whee! Wait, really? As in you don't give a shit if he dates anybody, or...? Mm-hmm. I see. Interesting. Meow. Wait, what? <laughs> Next. Oh, Roxy seems to be like, wait, whoa, hey, hey, hey there. And Jane seems angry. Yeah. I just got saying, like, man, Roxy being such a good friend, and they're like, oop, oop. Yep, uh-oh. <laughs> oh, well. What the hell is that supposed to mean? Uh, nothing. It was just, it was a joke. Was it really? Okay, maybe not a total joke, but still mostly a joke. I'm only trying to... I don't know. Roxy, I get you're trying to make me feel better, but a lot of things you're saying here aren't really helping. Do you even realize what you're saying half the time? I think I liked you better when you were drinking. Holy shit. 
Yeah, that's a really fucked up thing to say to someone. That's a really bad thing to say. Jesus. <laughs> Jane, no! Don't say that. I had a problem. Okay, yeah. I was way out of line there. I'm sorry. It's stupid conversation where Jake just pushed me over this some kind of edge, and now I'm feeling really, really distraught. This game is so much more depressing than I thought it would be. Everything's dead and empty and full of grays, and all we're supposed to do is keep waiting and waiting and waiting. For how much longer? And I still don't know where my dad is, and you still haven't been able to reach Calliope, and what if we're both? What if they're both? And how on top of that, I have permanently destroyed my friendship with Jake. And now... Now... I just want to be alone. Jane, wait. I gotta go. Where are you going? Yeah, no, that's a really fucked up thing to yeah, say. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, man, I don't think... Oh, sorry, I was way out of line there. Covers that one. No. Jesus. Well, one, apparently Roxy is no longer drinking. Yeah. Good on her. Well, yeah, which is good. Holy fuck. But man, J- like, I... Jane's got a darker side to her. Yeah, Jane's just not all mysteries and rainbows. We get, like, hints of that with, like, her being, like, talking about ruling Crocker Curb with an iron fist. Right, but it's barely there. It's just a goof. It seems like it's just a goof. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no. No, she... She can get kind of fucked up. Man. I like that, like, yeah, you could even wait to the end of the conversation. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, no, that... Jesus. (laughs) Huh, Jane, abscond. Last game, breathe roll. Last game, breathe roll. Nice abscond. Get the fuck out of here, Jane. And she does an acrobatic fucking pirouette. <clears throat> Home! Yeah, she's just leaving. She's done. Yeah, she jumps through a, a fenestrated wall. Next. Good lord. All my friends are being disasters. Oh, looks like it's just us. Party night with G-Cat Fafetta. Fafetta? Oh, dang it. Hey, you know, I could've used some support there. Where was all that profound shipping expertise when we really needed it? Usually I could barely shut you up, girl. Maybe you just clammed up at all the drama. <laughs> You'll love that, bud. The one I just said about the clams. <laughs> God, Roxy. God. <laughs> Next. Roxy just loves her weird alien ghost friend so much. Yep, she has a thing for alien girls, huh? Yeah. <laughs> she wants to be space gay. <laughs> is that a thing? Is that a thing? Can you be space gay? Oh, it's okay. You had enough drama in your lives. You deserve some rest. Good night, sweet princess. <laughs> Just scratching her head. Gay. Gay. This is adorable. Yeah. Next. So, G-Cat. Guess that just leaves the two of us. Wow, this is... Great? You gotta behave yourself. Not do anything too, uh, vexing or Cheshire Caddy, I hope. I've had, I've been at parties like this, like, so, us. <laughs> so, hey. We're near each other now. Yeah, <laughs> hey, we're talking, huh? Yeah, I guess, like I said, I just said we're talking, so I guess we're going to do this. Hey, did you get any of that food over there? Man, food, right? Mm, it's yeah. pretty good, yeah. Mm. Next. Are you allergic? That's cool. <laughs> Oh, motherfuck. Uh, G-Cat 
teleports them away. Yep. That's weird. Yeah. Next. Interoxy oh. shows up on Durst. Uh, really high, and she starts falling. Yep. Next. She lands. Oh. Oh. I couldn't find her in the picture at first. Yeah. Where's Roxy? Uh Uh-oh. Next. She's right in the middle street. No. Oh. It's it's the Condacy. Uh-oh. The Batter Witch. Next. Yep. And Roxy seems out. Yeah. Well, I mean, she just got dropped. Yeah, from like... Three, four stories. And I mean, yeah, we know that the G-Cat is with the Condacy, so... Yep. Next. Yeah. It looks like she is doing her mind control thing, and she's pretty happy. Yep. Uh, Jane, Ollie Audi. Ollie Audi! And she's back home. Yep. Well, On her own planet. Yeah. Next. No, she's mad. In the background, we see a giant skeleton. Just an enormous skeleton. Next. She's still angry. The skeleton still move, is moving. Yep, next. Oh, oh she's, she's fizzled out. Yeah, she maybe. The point where she realizes she, she just goofed it. Yeah. She's oh. like, oh, I was also being an asshole. Yeah. Next. Oh, this is the last person we want to talk oh, to. Oh, boy. It's Caliborn. Yep. Next. Or answer. Uh, do you want to take Jane and I'll take Caliborn? Uh, I mean, I could go either way. You've been doing Jane. True. Uh, yeah, I could take um, Caliborn. Uh, sure. It, are you uh, cool with that? Would you rather switch? No, I'm fine with it. Are you good? I'm good. Actually, uh, you good? I'm good. Uh, I do remember Caliborn being especially nasty in this conversation. Okay, that's fine. Caliborn is... has his all capital letters and green text. Green text, yeah, so they wouldn't know. Yeah. Well, from the username. Right. That's the only way. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, they, they wouldn't know what happened there. No. Undying Umbred begin jeering Gutsy Gumshoe. Cracker. Hey, it's me. Remember me? What the? Blech. What? No. Hold shift nostalgically. Blech. Yes. Oh, you got to be kidding me. You're the absolute last person I want to hear from right now. And the bottom of that list is pretty competitive territory at the moment. Oh, don't be like that, you stupid earth cow. How are we supposed to be becoming friends? If you recoil from my olive branch, like I'm flailing a withered mummy's severed limb in your direction. I don't want us to become friends. We all thought you were gone for good. We liked it that way. Please don't tell me you found a second wind of petty trolling in you. Hey, I know troll. I jeer. Get it right. Trolling is for losers. Losers specifically who are trolls. Whatever. What's with this ugly green text? Getting your malformed sentence fragments was unpleasant enough as it was. As it was. 
I borrowed it for my sister. And shut up, it looks great. And it's no uglier than you, who I can now see with ease for the record. Whom you can see, moron. And no you can't. Calibi said you couldn't see us at all in our game session, so I think you're lying. Am I really? When right now I am looking at a homely female in dumb blue pants, soaking in a gray place, typing on a computer with a strange human face. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Well, <clears throat> last time we saw a cowboy, he was... He was, he was getting some keys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... Next. I don't know if I mentioned this to you off podcast or on, even on podcast. Yeah. But one idea I really like is so, uh, Calopia said that she was a green blooded troll. Yeah. When she was. I like the idea that, you know, she knew that she had green blood and then just made up a troll OC. Fuck. Yeah. Fuck. She, she's like, my OC has, like, it's from the secret troll bloodline. <laughs> They were all hunted down, and there's only me left. Yeah, like, it's the, God. like, most... Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, please don't steal my original character. Because I was, like, talking with Luke about it, and he was like, yeah, that that trait, like, you never hear anything more about, like, the green-blooded trolls. Yeah, no, it's just a one-off or, goof. And then I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> it's my OC. I'm pretty sure I'm not the only person who thought of that. No, it's good though. Yeah, yeah, but now we're seeing uh, it that same scene, but like on a screen. Yep. Ah, dear God, why? My power has grown considerably since I last jeered you. I have made remarkable strides on my sacred journey towards important adulthood on this bullshit planet, which used to be your home. I found many keys and unlocked many holes. And now I can see more, and learn more, than you could ever fucking dream. How wonderful for you. I don't care how all-seeing and all-powerful you think you are. If your intent is to waste my time with more of your pitiful bullying, you're out of luck. Because that is exactly not the sort of crap I'm in the mood for today. Toodaloo! Wait, I think we got off on the wrong foot. How about we nod that one off and start over? I was trying to pay you a compliment. Huh? My people aren't meant to like anybody, get it? Not the way humans do. We don't have the human emotion called love literally. And we spontaneously start mashing keys when we are forced to even type the word. All our relationships are dictated by the miracle of hatred. So when I use bad words towards you, that's me saying things to try to know you better. Like, socially... As a... As God. Also, let's gnaw that foot off and Let's gnaw that foot off and start a really good line. Caliborn is, like, the he's the worst, but also he can be pretty funny. Yeah. Next. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when I say you're ugly, which you factually are, I mean that from my perspective of being normal and not a shitty alien, 
to say that you are actually attractive in an unpleasant way to my brain. Uh, nope. That makes very little sense. Fuck. Try using your supposedly better smartness than mine and think somewhat laterally about, like, fucking culture that isn't yours, you dumb bitch. Yes, I see it all too clearly now. You're really quite the charmer. No, come on. Dumb bitch is another great compliment. It's in the same vein that which I just described. A term of endearment I used to talk about girls who, in my view, have managed to avoid being utterly beneath my personal acknowledgement. This isn't complicated. Uh-huh. So you're actually trying to claim that you find me attractive from the alleged bad-means-good point of view of your hate-driven species? Definitely. I'm not joking around, Crocker. I've unlocked a bunch of your screens and spent a lot of time watching you. We're thinking just the dirtiest thoughts. <laughs> Ew, you pig. The other female, too. Let's not forget your squad's backup blitz. How nasty is she? Just so foul. And the things you get up to with one another. Oh my. Need I even cite the altercation with your puffy slumber loaves? Excuse me? My compliments in particular on your colorful undergarments while bouncing up and down on the soft human sarsuopagus. Oh, that's just great. The one time we have a generic girly pillow fight and it turns out some pervert was watching us. I think you need a shower. Assuming I can never take one again in peace. Don't worry, you can't. But seriously, Jane. Can I call you Jane? Bitch, listen, you are one grody harlot, which means good, bad things to me. Let's remember, when I unlocked you, I don't know, maybe I changed, or maybe just you, since you turned over older, but you've really filled out since I last saw you before. W what? Uh, really? Hell yes. I do enjoy a me bits with a little clout. What do you mean exactly by clout? Oh, I think you know when physical proportions of the bits just kind of jut out exuberantly. Do you mean my... Why am I even having this conversation? I just have a weak spot for the above average heft of your butts which wobble the most. Now do something nauseating for me to watch. I want to see a tawdry act of hardcore smelts. See that rock over there? But then it's the other insolent bits. Act a little nervous. With your idle hand, graze one of your more bulbous locations incidentally. Then ask the rock if it wants to fall in love. <laughs> what? No! Are you insane? I don't care who you are. What the hell it is, you're... Unlocked to spy on me. You aren't allowed to sit there all day leering at my boobs. You what? My... What? Wait, what were you talking about? No, tell me what those things you said are. I'm so enticed. 
screw you! Tell me what you're getting at with all the all that the stuff about clout and my bulbous locations. I was just saying, my taste prefers when the books from Shrewd's physique puts a healthy dent in space time. Space time? I like how salty it is when the bitch grows out of her skeletal phase and her frame really begins to challenge the horizontal dimensions. What? When the female rump starts getting more mileage out of its wideness attribute, more bang for its boon buck, it incites me better when bitches punish the ground with each megalithic footstep. Shut up! I'm not fat! Jane Bits, I have new orders. You will strip to the scanty pair of party pants and the cloth chest piece which you wear under the plain rags. Then find a naughty patch of mud and roll around in the mud like an earth pig, flaunting for me your slippery and swollen portion physicality. And maybe grunt some decadent poems through your snout about some shit face you adore. This, yes, that would be wretched. Go fuck yourself! Wait, don't shut me out. Remember what I said about our different cultures or whatever? Have a fucking open mind, Jane. I made you a present. For your birthday. Whatever that actually is. See how I'm making an effort to understand your customs? Meet me half of the goddamn way. Ah, cripes, what is it? A sublime artistic portrait. Remember how I said my power was growing each day? This applies as well to my prowess as a draftsman. Oh, goodness no, you poor delusional thing. I don't care what progress you think you've made, you'll never be a good artist, dear. Horseshit! My illustration is stunning. It is nearly a photographic representation of your odious milkshake. Now park the industrial load of freight you declare a bottom and feast your eyes on my fucking excellence. There we get Jane, this is you. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Just a, a blue circle and it says fat ugly whore. Great. And it is a circle that he has drawn by making right angles. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. <sighs> I believe I have chosen the perfect shape for you. It is described in certain circles knowledgeable of the arts as a circle. I am very pleased with how faithful you have captured the obscene rotundity of your magnificent carriage. It's truly a spinning image of the crocker bits. Now listen carefully. You may learn something. The masterpiece and aficionado would notice how I achieved this highly advanced and difficult shape. Most gifted artisans would tell you is that circles are basically fucking impossible to draw. Trust me. It's like a paradox. A shape without angles. What? So I fucking cheated. I navigated the irrational perimeter by making a lot of easily understandable, totally logical marks. Forming a whole bunch of little right angles. The cheating part happens when I do this a lot. Though it goes in a round direction. This one came out well, I think. But there's room to improve. I have theorized that if I keep making bogus circles like this, while drawing more and more angles but smaller, 
so small that you can't see them, that the illusion of the circle will be complete, and people will believe in the fake circle, like a bunch of suckers. I bet nobody thought of that circle strategy. I think I'm first to this idea, and best at it already. People think I'm dumb, especially the voice in my head, and they'd be maybe right about me being dumb. But when it comes to the special way I do things, which is always actually the perfect way, I am a genius. Hmm. You fucking weirdo. You fucking weirdo. And I'll just say, nice little uh, self uh, degradation here. Uh, that is basically the way Homestuck works. The home, uh, art in Homestuck works. Yeah, yeah. Well, because it's MS Paint. Yeah. Well, it's not actually MS Paint, but it's well, designed no. to look like yeah. MS Paint. And so everything is just right angles that are so small that you can barely see that they're right angles. Right. I mean, like, that's just computers, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next. But, like, I, I think, you know, like, some artists on, like, di- doing digital stuff make better attempts to hide that than Homestuck. Right. Yeah, Jane looks not too happy about this. She's getting that anger back. Yep. That is the most pointless and incomprehensible load of drill I've ever read. Your portrait is every bit as abysmal as I was expecting. And for the last time, I am not fat. I think your claims of attraction to heavyset women, which you present as flattery, is an obvious ruse to get me to feel insecure about my appearance. And it isn't going to work. Oink. Show your stupid face. Oh, my birthday is so awful. I can't stand it. Why does everyone treat me like shit today? What did I do to deserve this? You were... Wait, what's the conjunction associated with human birth? Is it human birth? You are human birth. Shut up! I'm done hearing your perverted adolescent mind games. Tell me what happened to Calliope. Calliope! I want you back! Please come back and spare us from this lecherous poop. Calliope! Why does that work? Saying her name only wakes her up if she's alive. So your hog face can snort the dirty syllables all at once. Hell, I can even give you a hand. Calliope, wake up, sis. <laughs> Whoops, she can't. The bitch is dead. I don't believe you. No, it's true. I got somebody to stab her a lot. Then I stole her blood for my letters. No! It can't be true. I refuse to believe even you would do something so terrible. Zane Bits, your preposterous female emotions are going earth bananas again. Settle down and listen to boy reason. Do not make me demonstrate the veracity of my facts yet again. That saccharine tramp is such a goner. She's never coming back. Just like your dapper human guardian. What? What do you know about my father? Where is he? He's fucking dead as well. You're lying again. Tell me where... Tell me what you know. God, I'm trying to. My facts are having difficulty penetrating your hysterical attitude. Listen to me very close. He was captured by an agent soon after you began your quest. He was then put in a jail on Durst. Okay... So he's on Durst, then. B. 
Bits, you aren't paying attention. Do you know anything about the prison system on Durst? It isn't like the soft time you do on Prospect. I bet you never spent any time in the jokes they call a slammer there, let alone on Durst. And I suppose you have? I was not very well behaved. I did more than my share of time, chained to the wall of a cell. <laughs> like I wasn't so used to that. I was like, do your worst. And then they did. Dursites do not treat their prisoners good, to say the least. I was only able to survive the brutality due to my exceptional constitution. And even to some extent, my ability to enjoy anguish. But your pathetic, frail human dad is a different story. There's no doubt at all. He's dead by now. No, don't say that. Shut up. Uh-oh. Well, it sounds like he doesn't know. He doesn't know, and if we know anything about Dad, he is not frail. <laughs> yeah, no, Dad. Dad's tough. Next. Bap, bap, bap. I don't want Jane's crying. Oh, she's beating up the computer, too. You really should believe me. I have unlocked many of his screens, just like yours. You should see how they treated him. The horror he experienced must be difficult for a human girl to imagine. Perhaps I should capture one of the visuals and show you firsthand. You bastard! Did I said shut up! His agony was magnificent and very long-lasting. You see, he was a VIP. A very important prisoner. So they gave him special treatment. Under such cruel circumstances, I believe he would have traded his favorite hat for a swift end to his hilarious suffering. Stop it! But it was so wonderful and great to watch, between your father's demise and his daughter's epic posterior looming large on my video displays. I really must thank your entire family for hours of scandalous enjoyment. Shut up, shut up, shut up. Oh. Oh, Calibor's a real motherfucker, huh? Yeah. Next. Oh yeah, she's stomping on the Cosby the Crosby top. <laughs> Fuck you, he's not dead. That's fine. I'm not fat and I hate you. I'm never talking to you again. And stop watching me. Got him. Got him. Well, you got him. <sighs> Keep absconding. Nice abscond! Two X combo! Getting the fuck out of here. Oh, there's some oil. Yeah, some oil. I forgot our house was on that big balloon. I was like, what the fuck's with this lava? No, it's a balloon. Yeah, it's a balloon. Yeah, next. Sad jump. Uh, DD. Examine sleazy Dursite rag. Let's see what's in the news today. Right, he had the ring. He's the one who's been fucking shit up. Yeah. Next. Yeah, but with, with uh, Diamond's Droog. Yeah. Uh, but we're looking at the Inquiring Carpesian. Carapesian. Carapesian, thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jailgate. Day 153. <laughs> Diplomatic gridlock. White shell maker at all-time high. No surprise here. The RJ is dominating the headlines yet again. Another... Already approaching day 140, 154 of this debacle. It's a big day for your kingdom. Hard to believe it's here already. 
timeshare vibes when you're being smooth and well-dressed. Yalker covered the usual tedious politics surrounding the negotiating the release. After weeks of posturing and grandstanding, prospect terms have been bargained down to a polite apology, signed by the Condacy herself. Or those were the terms you were last aware of. You checked to see if there had been any for development. Yep, just as you thought. She refused the term. Prospect then countered with a new offer. The apology no longer had to be polite. No way she comes to that proposal either. It's quite obvious that you, to you, what's going on here. The White Queen has never really taken the negotiations seriously. She has been submitting frivolous proposals, which she knows perfectly well the Conte will refuse on principle, daring her in front of her old kingdom to swallow just an ounce of pride to get her agent back. This makes her look petty in the tabloids if she refuses, which was always inevitable, because everyone knows a queen is a vain creature, even alien sea queens. As you thought the kingdom were locked in a stalemate before new management took over. <laughs> okay, sure. Next. I just like, uh, it went from, like, polite apology to apology. <laughs> apology, yeah. It doesn't have to be polite anymore. Just apologize. Fuck. Like, no? No, I don't give a shit. Uh, but Damjug is not where, uh, you said next, right? Yeah. Uh, Damjug is just looking dapper. Yeah, yeah, he's got a suit on. I don't think got he was wearing that last time we saw, saw that. What's that? He wasn't I don't think he was wearing that the last time we saw him. Um, I think no. He was, I, I think he was wearing, like, the Durst gear that he usually yeah, wears. Yeah, I think he was still on the Durst gear. Huh. The press has run the story so far underground, you can barely bring yourself to keep up with it anymore. Sensationalism at its finest. Not that really itching to see Noir get his old job back. Talk about a high-strung boss. The time of the cl his time in his clink should do him good. Like a forced vacation. But the accommodation is nearly on par with a five-star hotel on Durst. Frankly, things run much smoother around here without him blowing a gasket every other day. They will say you could really use his expertise as a pencil pusher. You never knew anyone who could file paperwork quite like Noir. Sure, he complained bitterly about his jest job, but in truth, he was always a reluctant savant of bureaucratic procedure and red tape. Now getting buried in these damp tack form parking tickets, maybe should have them shuttled to the jail zone prospect so he can catch up. If feeling the Presbyterian authority would be willing to oblige. Actually, that's such a good idea. Can't believe you didn't think of it sooner. You have to get the draw on it, Prano. <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, observe nobles. You step over to your cubicle of fenestrated walls. What you have replaced since the prince thrashed the old ones? You ordered the droll to sneak off uh, to one of their worlds and whip up some fresh ones with a few alchemical upgrades while he was at it. Droll really isn't the sharpest tool in the shed, but he's certainly the most versatile, also the most eager to please. If you have to watch, if you have to watch his happy umbrella dance one more time, you swear to God. That was a black day for Durst when the prince went rogue. Well, not rogue. That's a bad choice of words. Why did the damn moon girl have to be a rogue? Of course, you know the according to that pun every time. It wasn't really a black day either per se, since on Durst, a black day is actually a good day. Everything's a, everyone's a pretty big fan of black around these parts. Point is, everything went shit. You like to think you taught those sedacious brats a lesson, though. Both the miles, inescapability, etc. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <clears throat> Next. I like these little things. I, I love Diamond Droog. <laughs> like, yeah. He's good. <laughs> he's awful, but he's good. Yes. 
that's the thing with like half these characters. Like, man, I hate this guy, but he's pretty good. Yeah. It's a good thing you taught them a lesson when you did, because the next day the constantly had new orders from the Royal Agents. Engaging the nobles was thereafter strictly forbidden. No more sabotaging assassination attempts. No more sabotage, assassination attempts, any of that good stuff. Not until the heiress wriggling day. Then all bets were off. Who's the heiress and what's a wriggling day, you asked? Heiress is the maid. Oh, you said. A wriggling day? That's just her birthday. You did fa- phrase it, but phrase it, alien. Like the anniversary of the day she was spawned with cake and all that jazz? Come on, use your brain. Alright, got it, you said. Anyway, that's tomorrow. Your guess is the orders came down from the, her boss. From what you've gathered is more of is even more of a head case than your pressing incarcerated superior. When she starts kicking up a fuss, yelling at people, forking any port slob and fortunate enough to make a misstep while grooming her hair, you know too well that the frustration of an exasperated first officer what? would almost make you feel empathy for the witch if you, like she, weren't clinically psychopathic. She's never copped to it, but you just know she's got some scheme on the side. Every good right hand is gonna have something up its sleeve, some sort of contingency plan the, pl- the boss doesn't know about. Trust you on that one. She's cooking something. Probably has something to do with the new prisoner she reeled in. You don't know what she wants with a girl yet, but she's always got something cooking. Or baking. Whatever. The point is, the woman spends a lot of time in the kitchen. <laughs> Check on prisoner. Speaking of n- new prisoner, what are the old ones doing? You're not going to check on the new one. She's out of your jurisdiction. Like you said, the witch has her schemes. Where they are, you're going to leave that alone. You're more curious about the stuff the fellow you captured 153 days ago. <clears throat> uh, so the new one is uh, Roxy. Yes. Nice. And it seems like the old one is dead. Yeah. 153 days. Yep. What, 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 what could prison do to a man like that? For 153 days. So long. So long. Uh, you said next, right? Yep. You take a stroll through the Durst Penitentiary. This is when the... This is where the Chin Pop is housed. Primate's life is usually unpleasant and short down here. But the moment you laid out on a human prisoner, you knew you could never in good conscience lock him up in dungeons and gulags with con thieves, tax sheets, and parking fee delinquents. That would be a crime worse than those committed by all those inmates combined. No, a man of such distinction and strong fashion sense needed special accommodation. A cell reserved for the very important prisoners. Proceed to solitary confinement suite. Going up. Hmm. On elevator. Next. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Yep. He's in a very fancy apartment. (laughs) Yep. God, he's just chilling. Yeah. I was thinking like, yeah, uh, wait... If Caliborn thinks good things are bad and bad things are good, yeah, <laughs> then he's just been chilling. Like he still got bars on the windows, but like it seems cool. Yeah, but it seems tight. <laughs> There's a statue there, and she's got her titty out. It seems great. She's got titty out. <laughs> Prison reviewers be doing well. You ask if you can get anything: coffee, a newspaper, additional smoking apparatus. He indicates that since he lost his wallet, he's been running low on pipe tobacco. You say you'll see to it at once. Well, this is a maximum security suite that is virtually impossible to escape from, you made it clear to all personnel that anyone who harms a hair on this man's head will have to answer to you. They are all very fortunate that his head doesn't seem to have any. God 
damn, is he good at shaving. <laughs> you are not afraid to admit your enemy when it comes to the prowess with a straight edge. Not even to speak of his natural ability to grow whiskers in the first place. The lucky stiff. God. It's, it's Dee Dee. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a crush on Dad. <laughs> a man crush. Yes, uh, very... Man crush, very heterosexual. Very heterosexual. <laughs> ask what the prisoner's doing. No need to ask. You can plainly see he's conducting some rather serious business with his mobile device. The network restricts access to within Durst only, so he can't contact the nobles and do anything sneaky. But at his request, you've set up a kingdom-wide network to trade online tips with other Durst sites pertaining to his interests. Nobly fashion. In the week since his arrest, the captain becomes something of a celebrity on Durst. His impeccable sense of business-like attire has taken the kingdom by storm, now trends favorably among social networking groups. Okay, there is only one social networking group, but it's trending fiercely in that one. You can't say you've been totally impervious to the greatest self, nor can you say you weren't shamelessly complicit in promoting it. Hell, you can even say you didn't mandate certain dress code modifications to leave the kingdom enforced under penalty of death. Nope, can't really say you can say any of that stuff. God. <laughs> This is good. This is really good. <laughs> yeah. Next. Oh, uh, we got some serious business. Oh, God. Show serious business. Um, I don't know how we're going to do this. Do we need to do this? It's, it's pretty good. We can good. explain what it is. I feel like that pretty much covers it. But there's Hat Liker, all help, need help. <laughs> and then one dapper black shell. At Hat Liker, state business. Finally, friend, at Hat Liker, question mark? No need for pants, thanks. Hat Liker, I'm very concerned. Tell me what is wrong. Pipe fan 413. Yes, Hat Liker. Yes, we, we are here for you. Hat Liker, I saw my favorite hat. <gasps> oh, this is not a black day for you, my condolences. It was an accident. Afraid hat is ruined. Please advise. Want more socks? Are at least are at least socks okay? Yes, socks are okay. Did you sit on socks too? No, did not sit on socks. I do not think sitting on socks would be a problem though. No, it is doubtful. Fair enough. Uh, need more information before I can advise. Please state your weight. Agreed. How many vertical pressure was applied to the top of the hat? Report extended damage hat. Not sure. Hat in bad shape. Doesn't resemble a hat much anymore. Considerably less handsome. More like rumpled head object now. Uh, tender. Hatlicker, attempt to rectify hat integrity. Use some blunt instrument, which you got in the mess at first place. Thank you for advice. Do you mean my bottom? Yes. Yes, agree with me. <laughs> unsit on hat. How does one unsit on hat? Hey, I don't know. Turn hat upside down, then sit on hat? Yes, agree with Chuffed about dud. Sit on upside down hat to unrumble. Uh, pipe fan 4 3. These men are leading you astray. Sitting the hat again will only cause further damage. Pipe with three. This will be the case even if the rumbled hat is inverted? Yes. This will be the case regardless of the hat orientation. Greatly respect Pipe for the knowledge of finery. I endorse his warning. Me too. So do I. One more socks on Pipe for the recommendation. I withdraw my motion on sound hat. One more socks change status to apologetic. God. <laughs> God. The fucking AOL chat rooms. Yeah. Oh no. It's so good. It's so yeah. good. It's so good. Next. 
And so we're seeing a DD's phone slash walkie-talkie. And we see the pipe fed forward. Uh, no, I think this is the dignitary is verified. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck me. So good. <sighs> okay, and now we're praying for sit- on sitting on hat. Other ideas? Uh, about Dud. Yes, go on, about Duds. Do you suppose it possible that Rumble the Hat object may have intrinsic value? I do not understand. Think outside the shell here. Perhaps being Rumble... Bring Rumble object to Harry Dasher for appraisal? You suspect damage from bottom has caught Hat to appreciate? Fascinating point of speculation, I wonder. If this is the case, perhaps sitting on the... Hat has released fashionable properties in for concealed by unrumpled conditions. Are you suggesting the damage Hat will look more dapple? Dapper? Is a possibility. Of... Oh, what is hat like dressed in public wearing new humble hat object with pride? What if hat liker begins a new fashion sensation? What an exciting thing that would be. Hat liker, I would be more popular and famous, but I do not think I have that courage. <laughs> what if you were to have company wearing a damaged hat? Yes, maybe I'll send my favorite hat as well. Yes, me too. Let's all create rolled head objects. Wear proudly. I cannot condone this activity, gentlemen. Pipe fan forward three, why not? Why not? Pipe fan forward three. Pipe fan forward three, why not? Pipe fan forward three, why not? Why not? Why not? Pipe fan forward three. Pipe fan forward three, why not? The dignitary. Incinerate the damage hat immediately. Do not ever wear such a thing in public. <gasps> burn the hat! Burn the hat! Burn it! Burn the rubble hat! I'm burning the hat! <laughs> Sitting on the hat is terrible! Burn all the rubble hats! They aren't dapper at all! Burn the mistake with fire! <laughs> They have a history of setting hats on fire on Durst. They do. Ah, oh, next. Uh, and now we're seeing uh, another phone with a can of tab next to it. God. Uh, HIC. Yo, I can't deal this prissy hat chat no more. Probably worth my ass. What a race of royal gold. Uh, change... Jump out does change stats to bowing. Want more socks? Change stats to bowing. No pants. No need for pants. Thanks. Change stats to bowing. Finally, friend change stats to bowing. Hat like a change stats to bowing. One dapper black shell change stats to bowing. This is all I get for letting all proper dudes run shit instead of nasty clowns. The dignitary change stats to doffing hat. The dignitary, I want my ring back, motherfucker. Oh shit. I think, uh. HIC is also verified. Yes, she is. And she's the only one with a pink background. Yes. God. Uh, uh, and there's yeah. someone else who has... Who's verified, but I don't know who it is. I think it's just the Dignitary. I thought there was two. No, like, no it's I, just I, the like, Dignitary and HIC. On her phone, there's three. Yeah, but that's the Dignitary twice. Oh, yes, you're right. Yeah. Uh, years in the future. Minus several. Oh. Next. Oh, wait, shit, this... Oh, shit. Is this good or bad? Oh, no, I, I like this part. Okay. Uh, yeah, next. Yeah, it's, it's Roxy's place. It's Roxy's place before the game. Yeah. Next. Oh, she's got a nice little view with her window. <laughs> Yeah, it's raining outside, but she sees, you know, a, a tree branch and bright skies. And Yep. Next. Uh, she's got a, a wizard. 
Yeah, a wizard doll, and she's working on something in a book. Yeah. She, we've seen that book before, and she goes, yeah, we won't read that. Maybe later. Yeah. Examine her, wizard fic journal. It's her wizard fic. It's now. It's now. Wizardly Herbert. Oh, boy. Uh, open to random page. All right, sit back. Oh, boy. Oh, my God, that's so much. <laughs> yep. All right, I'm going to chill. I'll say it's better than Rose's work. Yeah, okay. Uh, but we're seeing uh, like a drawing, and it's a guy with an eye patch, a flag, and a gun. Uh, and like <laughs> a girl like face palming. Yep. And then a guy on the floor with dude. <laughs> it's good. With a bullet hole in him. I think we we're supposed to just tackle him, Beatrix said, looking all kinds of put off. Wesley Herbert reached down to the body of the fictional camper he just shot and picked up the flag. Same difference. Is it? It's some lame magical version of Capture the Flag. The book wanted me to capture the flag from him. The flag has now been captured. Anyway, he's just kind of a brainless puppet. And what are we? She asked. I know. Brainless puppet who spent a few years in the real world. Kind of like everyone else, I suppose. Jeez, that's cynical. Anyway, you're the one who said we should let the story play out the way it's supposed to. I'm just pointing out your own rules. Eh, Herbert made a dismissive gesture with the smoking gun. These punks were starting to get on my nerves. We're making progress anyway, right? Listen to that. Ratchet scene is coming up. If I remember right, this is the one that introduces a recurring love interest. Also, I guess the chief bad guy? I mean, sort of. She listened. Uh, there was a yelling through the woods. It was coming closer. Help! Herbie, where are you? Three Serpenuck scoundrels flew through the woods, and their magic flying one horses. They were chasing poor Russet. Russet held on to the Fort Corn Snow flag for dear life. He was a little scared. Mostly brave. Not afraid with those Sempernook cowards. They caught up with him and then they knocked him down. His wand flew out of his reach. Hey, Clove, not so tight are you now with your fancy wand. He was one of the Snippernook boys. They sent a quiet brash. Another one said, you think you're so hot with your charm and good looks? Well, let's just do something with that pretty face. <laughs> Started beating him up. Herbert, ow! You do something, ow, son of a... This can't be right. Herbert aimed carefully with his beretta head of Russet's assailant. He was seized as stone cold about this. He was not going to miss. Bang! He missed. Beatrix was grabbing his arm, redirecting his aim. Herbert, you have to stop! Hi, Beatrix, he said with a sm sli super sly smile. If I don't know you better, I'd just say you'd take some enjoyment from watching your dear pal Russet Smackdown. What? No! She didn't let go of his arm, but he wouldn't quit his deucey smiles. She went on. I just can't keep off official characters. It's, I don't know, irresponsible. Yeah, yeah. Besides, you know how this scene is supposed to get played out like this. Russet's supposed to get rescued. How are you supposed to get rescued if the boys are dead? You can't just go around changing things. I guess you're right. Herbert halted in his gun and mined a few more choice sucker punches to Russet's midriff. Oof. I want to leave a mark. Beatrix regained her calm. So, who's this guy that's supposed to save him? She asked. You say he's the villain? Here he comes now. A mysterious and alluring voice came in out of nowhere. Go easy on the film. Leave this one to me. It was so brash and arrogant. Just the sound of him made you mad. The boy stepped aside. The leader of Cybernet came forward. Russet was bruised and sore. Russet opened his eyes and saw someone so handsome. 
He'd never seen a boy intriguing and so intriguing and beautiful before. He had black hair and glasses and not a hundred merit badges. Beatrix squinted at the serpentic boy. She didn't know why she couldn't see it coming. Grant? The boy stooped down and gave Rusty his hand to take. He said, I'm afraid I'd take your flag from you. You see, it belongs to Fort Sipernook. However, Rusty was very intrigued. I'll decide not to take your flag if you promise me a favor later on from now. Favor, Rusted said? He was barely listening. The resemblance to his real-life friend was uncanny. He was sure it was him, but here in this dumb prison, he was no more than a soulless mannequin jumped up to his side in sepid horseshit. You have to promise me that when the time comes, you'll betray your friends and help me, he said arrogantly. Russ was outraged by this, and yet he couldn't help but feel strongly drawn to the magnificent handsome boy. Handsome said defiantly... Actually, he said it like a zombie. Never! I'll never betray my friends! <laughs> I should have known. You're truly loyal to your friends. I expected as much. What's your name? Russet, he whispered. Pleased to meet you, Russet. If you are the enemy, allow me to introduce myself. The guy paused to remove his glasses and pulled them off with his sash. It came off as a seriously dramatic gesture. Just as intended, also explicitly stated in the text. My name is Slinus. Slinus Mullervort. God. So this is a weird book. This is a very weird book. So, like, they're talking about, like, having to... Like, no, yeah, like, apparently, like, they're not from the book. They talk about, like, the book, like, it's, you know, they say it's fictional. Right. And, like, no, we have to just let these things play out. Yeah. <clears throat> Interesting. Uh, and... Apparently, they recognized someone from outside of the book who was a character in the book. Yeah. Grant, who is actually, who in the book is Slinus, Slinus Malavort. Right. Uh, and I'm just going to link you this very, very old page. Okay. It's been a while since I did that. Yeah, it's been a minute. Uh, look at the drawings Rose has. Oh. It's Beatrix and Wesley Herbert. Huh. So this one actually has a legitimate explanation that isn't just like Andrew Hussey being super just super seeing goofy. things super early. Yeah. Uh, this, uh, one of the comic ideas that Andrew Hussey had uh, while making Prom Sleuth that uh, Homestuck may have been was basically a parody of uh, Harry Potter called Wizardly Herbert. Oh, man. Yeah, okay. And it was going to be like the joke, like one of the main jokes was going to be uh, that the main dude just has a gun. <laughs> and how kind of all this magic bullshit is useless when you have a gun. Right. <clears throat> yeah, because that's a thing you see a bunch of like, why didn't they just shoot Voldemort? Yeah. Why didn't they just fucking shoot him? I think, th like, that was probably at the time when, like, one, Harry Potter was still ongoing, and two, yeah. like, that joke may not have been such a played-out thing. Yes, Absolutely. But th uh, yeah. this is weird and kind of interesting. It's it's a lot more, like, interesting than what Rose was doing. Yeah, Rose was just making a, a, you know, a goofy story, I guess. I mean, they both are. I don't know. But, like, she seemed much more self-serious about it. Yes, this like, is she, just a like, silly Like, she had thing. to talk, like, she talked about, like, oh, you know, like, the wands of Gragamore and, you know, like, the... 
Right. Like, all these wizards and, like, all their titles and their names. And, like, oh, this guy went insane from this book, you know, he was reading. Right. He was writing. And, yeah, Roxy's book is much more, like, oh, you know, kind of silly and funny, but also, like, more maybe more interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And also, just for the record, every so often it goes from, like, nice text to, like, kind of almost comic sans. I'm pretty sure that's just Comic Sans. And I'm pretty sure that's when Roxy was drunk. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. Because there's a lot more misspellings and stuff. Yeah, you're right. Actually, he said it like a zombie. Yeah. God, what a line. Uh, Jump ahead a little. Sports! <laughs> yeah, so, oh, my uh, God. N- now there is, like, a uh, a carriage in the background with horse. What, what I would guess is horses. Uh, yeah, or dinosaurs. Or dinosaurs. Could be dinosaurs. You see Beatrix and she's got like a weird like scoop arm thing. Yeah. Looks like she's playing High Lie. <laughs> uh, I just watched the documentary in High Lie, so. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Got it in the brain. Uh, Herbert's wearing, like holding a ball that has like springs on it. And yeah. uh, Russet is like looking down and it has a cape on. <laughs> Well, why wouldn't he? Yeah. It's wizard shit. It's wizardly shit. Herbert and Beatrix were dressed in fanciful athletic gear. That... That's what kids wear when they're about to embark on a journey competing in some irrational magic sports. Herbert had tucked under his arm a big stitched-up leather ball with golden springs poking at it for no good goddamn reason. It was called the scub bump. Beatrix was propped on his shoulder, this funnel thing to be worn in the gloves called a grimage horn. A crucial painted for any dreadful scooper worth any salt. They'd be selected, been selected probably for some various deeds they did to represent Fort Crow's Nest in the highly whimsical sports event. Russell was there too, but he didn't get chosen to play in the sports. To just um, poorly explain stuff that no reasonable person could possibly care about, even if offered loaded cash. He was mainly jacked to the scene to wave goodbye and wish them luck, which he begrudgingly did. He also put some time dodging questions and averting eyes, contact from his friends. He was being a champion at that. Russet, answer me, Beatrix demanded. What the? Why the heck didn't you tell us? Or tell Grant for that matter? Herbert went paying, wasn't paying him attention. So Russet was moody and cryptic and didn't tell people some stuff. What a bombshell. He wore yeah, one of the springs poking out of the redonkulous ball. It made a spring sound that like a mouth harp and broke off. He wanted the spring served any actual purpose. The springs did not serve any actual purpose. How could he keep something like that from everyone that you knew all along? I just wanted to do what was best for Grant, he finally said. She had tons of questions, but couldn't sound the next one to ask. She wasn't sure, but she, she wasn't about to let good body language go to waste, so she kind of, she did kind of what mimes do when they don't like something he said. How long did she know Grant was from this dog shit wizard fic? How did he escape in the first place? Was it really his spell that sealed them here? How long had he been planning this? She guessed. That would explain why he had an absurdly obvious pseudonym. Grant Anonama? Yeah, like, that's a real name. Good job, bro. Or should she say Slyness? She wondered if his bogus name wasn't in a game grant or something. Like a clue dangled under there knows. Magic bad guys do love their anagrams. They're just so clever when you finally figure it out 
it's like instant mind fuck. He's quite a troubled person, you know, B. Herbert looked at it from his from his kabump. Well, if Russet thinks so, then she gave up on the interrogation. You're dumb as shit, Sandwich. Why go to war with who break the bread? Russet could stuff his dumb secrets in a sack for all she cared. Why did she ever see in him in this moping tool? She never thought she would long for those times before they met. The old questing days before all this started. She would never exactly psyched to watch Herbert assault a crazy old widow with a pistol. But now... Okay, she wasn't saying she wanted to see him or wish her get shot. He just meant she would trade all the badges in the world to go back to when things were simpler. It was time to go. Their narrative's invisible conductor let them know with the arrival of a carriage. It was drawn by two floating, perfectly immobile wooden horses. Herbert read his read this thing a hundred times, but still couldn't understand the author's fascination with flying, rigid wooden horses. Herbert held open the door with a bow and gestured her in with ironic chivalry. The text in let go and said that this was meant as a big fuck you to Russet, thus keeping their rivalry brewing. But truth neither dude was feeling at this time. Beatrice got in and they were off. Rigid horses carried an all into the sky. They turned around their seats and waved to Russet below, uh, because a poorly written sentence said they were supposed to. Beatrix smacked his forehead. Not an anagram, she quoted from her brain. <laughs> what? She asked. That fucker. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a moment where it's like instant mind fuck. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Amazing. I would love, I kind of love this story. Oh, it's pretty good. But it's also talking a lot of things that Homestuck talks about. Yeah? Well, like the fact that they know how this story, that this story is going to go some way. Right. Yeah. I mean, they have a lot of information, but maybe not all of it. Yeah. And so they just got to do it. And yeah, this is dumb, but it, we, we're supposed to do it. So we're doing yeah, it. We have to see what happens here. Yeah. Uh, skip to the end. Now see, uh, uh, they're on hor- wooden horses. Yep. And the ball's just flying around, and she's got the glove, and they're just all screaming. Yep. I get a drink real quick. Yeah, okay. Herbert took a swipe at the clumsy yet elusive scub bump. The orb ducked on his arm and shambled on his way through its husky beetle. Like a husky beetle with some stuff to do over there. A crowd of almost people rolled generically at the almost snatch. The maneuver, if successful, would have locked the score at Queen Six Love, which really would have been just... Wow. Something else. Possibly exciting? Aristotle didn't quite extend the rules for the game. Judging the antics of all the other boobs on their flowing water horses, the author didn't either. Herbert uh, struggled to turn his horse around to pursue the scub but his mount of rigid lumber was unresponsive. As much as he reminded himself, he just couldn't get used to the fact that the story was in control of the horse. Dead ahead was the League's elite Drudel Scooper, who was fussing with the laces of her gimmick horn while her horse idled. She looked up. Herbert, watch where you're going! I can't! I think the bush w- book wants us to crash! Beatrice thought about it. She was kicked aside of her inert style to prod along, but con- caught herself. Do we really have to? Herbert shrugged. Another solid half minute of awkward horse advancement went by through the creaking oaking collision. Herbert tumbled through the air and hit the grass, pitched hard on his back. Pitched landed on top of him. They found each other face to face. Is she serious with this? She asked regarding the hell so way the author decided to craft this situation. It was like 
puppetry in motion. Plus horses? I'm afraid so. I think this started to build romantic tension between us. It is? This is not a question, but a statement of major concorn. Siren. Yeah, it is establishing groundwork for romance between our characters. So the one token heterosexual romance in the book. We probably just have to write it out. Peter didn't didn't know what to fuck. The feeling of collar red was, but she could could, could swear the failing. She could swear feel failing feeling. Creeping onto her f face. Uh, don't write while drunk, you lushy dumbo. <laughs> Actually, you so know. I think on the previous pages, that was when, uh, like, the original book was coming through. <clears throat> Wait, what was that? So, uh, like, on the previous panels when it was Comic Sans, I think that was the, the original book that they were commenting on and that they had oh, been okay, trapped yeah, yeah, yeah. in. Yeah. Gotcha. But yeah, they are stuck in the one heterosexual romance. So good. So good. <laughs> uh, Roxy, don't write Wilt drunk. You decide to take your own advice. You have to wait a few hours to sew up for continuing your hero's med adventures through an even crappier wizard fix than your own, which you yourself wrote anyway. Contrary to what your loyal readership of Zero may believe, being a pair does not actually constructed the process of engineering awful pros. Well, looks like your alien pal wants to say hi anyway. Might as well pass the time chatting with her. Next. It's, a Calliope. It's Calliope. Your home suddenly loses power due to the storm. Which makes no sense. All devices in your house are port powered by portable green hubs yourself in the lab. That's weird. Your laptop continues to run on battery power regardless. Uh, answer you, you. Yeah, that's weird. Uh, who do you want to be? Uh, that's kind of a trick question. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, in case she gets lines, you can probably be Calliope. Okay. You ready, Umbra? Begin chewing tipsy nostalgia, because, yeah, right now it's just all dots. Yeah. Hey, you. Thanks, God, you just cheered me, cheered, save me frog myself for making more rude crimes. Against little churcher, you're. See what I mean? Oh wait. What? Anyway, nothing. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, Calliope. What gives? Wait. How do I know your name? I don't remember you telling it to me, but somehow I know. It's Calliope. Say something! Man, I am drunk enough without having to solve your dot puzzles. Hey, am I even drunk? Actually, I don't think so. What did I think I was? What is happening here? Calliope, talk to me! Oh. One of them's dead. Well, no, they don't have- they are dream selves. They don't have a dream self, so... Yeah. But, well... Who knows? Kinda know about what's going on with you, you with Calliope. Yeah, but with Roxy, I don't know. We last saw her passed out on the street. Yeah. Well, the Condacy was there, so... Next. But, and then she took her prisoner, remember? Yeah, true, true. Huh? What was that? 
If I heard something. Uh, Roxy, look out window. She's looking out the window. Is there something out there? How's that possible? Next. When the window has no power. Next. Uh-huh. Oh. What the fuck is that? Uh, and it's one of the cracks. Yeah. Next. She's on the furthest ring, baby. It's like a technicolor dream crack in the spooky void. Next. And what is that? Next. Oh, it's blinking light. white light. Next. Is it? Next. Zooming in on it. Mm -hmm. Could it be? Looks like a swirl. Yeah. Next. Oh my god, it's Tweakly Herbert! <laughs> what a pal. All coming to see me from infinite nowhere. Serenity. Serenity. Uh, say hello. Oh, that's a good panel. Oh, this is good. This is like uh, Rose's panel with the crystal ball. Yeah. Twinkly Herb, Twinkly Herb, I didn't expect to find you here. Actually, where do I know you from? This is driving me crazy. When do we meet? Callie, goddammit, can't you see I'm catching up with a good friend? If you want to join the conversation, feel free to start speaking in something other than a load of dots. Shh. Oh. Shh. <laughs> Sorry. I had no idea you were saying shush. But okay, I'll be quiet. Thank you. Uh, no probs. Uh, I also got no idea why I can suddenly understand Morse code, which you are all butt blinking at me through Twinkly? I don't get it. The short answer is you're having a dream. Oh, next. So, Calby's talking through Serenity. Serenity. Is there all those dots before we're actually Morse code? Yeah. Uh, there'll be plenty of time to talk soon, but let's please keep a low profile for now. Okay, fair enough. This is a dream. Now shit kind of starts making sense. Your soul is like, presenting itself to my subconscious in the form of Twinkly Herbert. Or, uh, maybe your soul always was in Twinkly, or... Man, theories are hard, and I'm being an embarrassment to science here. So... Oops! Oh, don't mistake my dots for letters, K. Callie Twinkly. Ooh. <laughs> but, uh, what exactly are you be quiet for? So my brother doesn't hear us. Oh, no, you mean he's here? Already? Yes. He's passing near by while doing damage to the furthest ring. He is following a large party of ghosts I, in the hopes that they will lead him to me. His intent is to destroy my soul. Oh, dang. Well, don't worry, Callie. I won't let your brother kill your soul. You're very sweet. I missed you, Roxy. But there's not much you can do at the moment other than remain discreet. Let's continue this elsewhere. Follow me. Okay. Where are we going? Next. I have, I have to have two things open at once. Right. Ah, uh, she done disappeared. Yep. Hey, wait for me. Uh, exit room. 
She exits the room, and she is now suddenly dressed like mom. Yeah. The fuck? What happened to my house? Some stuff is different. I don't remember this. Callie, do you know what's going on? No, but let's keep going. And what am I even wearing? What are these clothes? It appears to be the outfit of a fashionable science woman. Oh, yeah. Like a sexy science lady suit. That's pretty cool, I guess. <laughs> Next. Hello, and what have we here? Oh my god. <laughs> she sees a picture of a wizard and a volcano on the wall. Yeah. Fuck Which was yeah. in Rose's house. And yep. Yeah, like, Rose's mom just straight up loved wizards. Yep. It was never... It was so, never just to make fun of Rose. She no. just loves wizards. I I do, um, apparently, to make how all these images, when Andrews was making Rose's house. Yeah. Uh, sh- uh, he downloaded a um, file off the internet called Shitty Wizards. Fuck. And it gave his computer a horrible virus. <laughs> of course it did. Which is really beautiful. It's it's fantastic. Next. <laughs> god. Oh my god! That wizard. It, it's not really a volcano. It's more like a crystal ball that like unicorns are shooting out of. And yeah. man, it's this shitty quality. Oh god, it's bad. Next. Heck yes, he's so perf. Callie, check him out. Uh. That ain't even a painting. So shitty. Did someone like grab a random ass low res wallpaper off the internet? Of a jolly wizard do what appears to be the world's dumbest spell and saved it at low quality, then just like printed it way too huge. Uh. It's not even scaled proportionately. It's stretched extra wide to fit this expensive as fuck frame. It's that shit like literal solid gold. I can't even do. Whoever did this was a wonderful genius. Yes, but we have to go. Oh, yeah, I'm coming. Sheesh, Callie. You gotta stop and sniff some roses now and then. By which I mean ogles and garish wall wizards. Such are the simple joys of life. Anyway, in conclusion and in summary, that wizard. <laughs> and she's doing the, like, uh... The same pose that, like, Jay did and Mina did when they were... Oh, it's so good. When Jay was thinking about furries and when Mina was thinking about uh, the Condacy. Yep. Next. God, it's so good. (laughs) Roxy's so good. She's great. Ooh, yes. More choices art. Don't worry, I won't stand around fangirling over these ones. Well, maybe for a second. Look at that one. Dude means business with his resplendent beam of pure white superstition. Hey, wait. Get away from me. Then hurry up. Hold on. What was that? Callie, hang on. Is there someone else in here? Oh. Uh-oh. Next. Uh, also, like, Callie, like, no, like, come, come, the, come the fuck on. Yeah, <laughs> come on. Callie, wait. Callie, OB. What's that? This way. Uh, and the lightning flashes, and the Condacy is out there. Yeah, it's the same, like, kind of panel, like, when Rose was sneaking around. Yeah, her old house. But instead of Mom, it's the Condacy. Yeah. Next. 
The Condacy's kind of mommy. <laughs> Am I wrong? <laughs> no. Ah. <laughs> uh, is she here? Is the Batter Witch here in my house? Remember, you're only dreaming. All that you see is coming from your memories and, su- and subconscious. Okay, I'll keep telling myself that. It's only a dream. It's only a dream. Ugh, my dream nerves are a wreck. I wonder if my dream house has any dream booze. N- no, bad dream, Roxy. Must not fall off the dream wagon. Shh. Yeah, Roxy. Listen. <laughs> it's a constant it's struggle. It's tough out there. Next. She had a problem. She did have a problem. Through here. Okay, after you. We'll have more privacy here. More privacy? You mean the observatory? Not exactly. Uh, so next to this door, there is the little swirly thing. Yeah. Uh, go through. And we see one of Calliope's drawings. Oh. Of a homestuck house. Yeah. And there's little lollipops, like lollipop weeds. And Roxy walks out of it. Next. This is so cool. This is fucking cool. This is good. (laughs) Yeah, but she walks out and there's like a giant, like, white spiral. Yeah, next. Oh, wow. And she's, like, walking down, and, like, it starts off at this big, like, the house disappears, and it turns into this giant white circle. Yeah, next. And then it just goes down. And she's following it down. Oh, that shadow's so cool. It's really good. It it comes off of one of the uh, parts, and then it goes down to the next one down on the spiral. It's very good. Yes. Next. It's very effective with very simple colors. Yeah. Because all like all, the only colors are pink for Roxy, who is like solid pink, and the white of the color of the spiral. Yeah, and it works super well. Next. Yeah, you know, she's just walking along. Yep. Next. Walking along. Walking along. Next. And now she's at the center. Next. No. <gasps> Calliope. Turn around. There's a human skull on the ground. Oh. Hello. Calliope turns into Callie Ophi. Yeah, she she puts the troll disguise back on when uh Roxy turns around. Yeah. Next. And her eyes are white. Yep. <gasps> Calliope? That you? Yes, it is I. Holy shit. The most pious and reverential of shits turd in a church, Kelly. You startled me. Sorry. But yeah, so... Hey! Nice to finally meet you. Wow, we are pretty. So when you said you weren't good looking, it turns out that was a bunch of baloney? No, Roxy. I'm afraid I'm not... I was not a heaping of your delicious earth baloney. Oh, don't say that. Also, you said you were a cherub. But if I'm not mistaken, you appear to be a troll. Unless cherubs actually look like trolls? Alas, we do not. This is not my true appearance. I have taken the form of my troll sona. 
I want to look more presentable for our meetup. Unfortunately, my true visage would likely repulse or frighten you. This is not the first impression I would like to make. Girl, please. Trust me, there's nothing you could look like that would make me scared if you were grossed out. I'm your friend, and I know you're nice inside no matter what, so can I see the real you? That is so kind of you to say. I can't believe that a lovely person like you would be able to stop herself from recording at the sight of my monstrous face. But it's out of the question. I am much more comfortable appearing to you in this way. Really, it has more to do with my own dissatisfaction with the way I look than any of trust in your character. You understand, don't you? Yes. It's okay, Callie. You can go keep on being a cute troll. I'm just happy to see you. Likewise. I wish you could be under better circumstances, though. You may not have much time here. Where is here, exactly? Am I still dreaming? Yes. I've led you to a dream bubble of my own design. My imagination and thought dictates what you see here. As I told you earlier, my brother is hunting for me, so I created a little sanctuary in space to stay hidden from him. This is why I could not speak to you earlier. Not out loud, at least. He is highly sensitive to my presence, so it's very easy for me to get his attention if I'm not careful. But as long as we stand in the center of this vortex, we may speak as as loudly as we like. No information can escape this dark pocket as long as I maintain it. And seeing as you are here avoid, you make the ideal guest to bring home uh, for one who wishes to remain hidden. Though I will say the fact that you're my best friend is a lovely bonus. Best bonus! For real though, it's so nice to finally see you no matter what you make yourself look like. I've wanted to tell you all about what's been going on with me and my friends since we got together. It's been so fun hanging with them, even in spite of, let's be frank, some truly select teen drama. <laughs> See how I'm kissing my two pinch fingers here? Mwah, it was like that. The embarrassing teen anagans have been sumptuous and come highly recommended. No, but really, it's been great. And after some time in real life with them, it started feeling weird to think we were ever even apart. Yet, sadly, it was not complete, because the moment I met them all was also the moment I totally lost touch with my other cool BFFC from the webs. I tried calling and calling your name, but you never answered. I know. I'm sorry. Don't be sorry. I knew you'd have answered if you could've. I guess maybe you hid yourself so deep in this dream I couldn't wake you? Damn, this must have sucked spending all this time here hiding from your asshole brother. Like, I know he's a dick. I talked to him enough times to get that, but why is he trying to kill you so bad? He is not trying to kill me. He's already succeeded at that. Oof. Oh, this... God, this conversation is so... This is rough. Well, like, it's just like... Calliope being like... Well, like, well, like Calliope has, like, dysphoria, basically. Right, exactly. And, like, Roxy just being the best? Yeah, Roxy's just like, no, look, listen, it's okay, it's okay. She's like, but... no, I, I, I would love you no matter what. And Calliope's like, well, you know, I, I do... This is how I like to look. And she's like, okay, then. Yeah, okay, that works for me. Whatever's like, good. Don't do it because of me, but if it's for you, that's fine. Yeah. Like, man, She's that's... good. Roxy's good. Roxy's really good. She's a really good friend. Yeah. Next. But yeah, no. Looks like Calliope... Yeah, like Calliope said. Yeah, she's dead. She's yeah. done. Hey, there's a hand. Hey, we found a hand. Hey! Hmm. Even here. Even here. In the place that apparently no one is supposed to reach. Right. There's a hand. Also, this panel is cool. It's really good. 
it's like they're on the center, but like there's all these stars, and you can see the dead, like the giant red dwarf sun. Yeah. On the day he found a way to kill my dream self, I was done for. Though to be honest, I doubt I'd have fared much better regardless. I think his half was always meant to predominate. My will was simply not strong enough to overcome his. You know his as well as I how stubborn he is. I don't think he has ever had even smitten a doubt in his thought or remorse for his deeds, whereas I have always plagued, been plagued by such feelings. On some level, I always knew he'd win, but I fooled myself. I thought if I could overcome his ego by looking beyond the negative, his negative quality, staying optimistic and working together with him in the game to accomplish something extraordinary, then doing so, perhaps I could begin to help change, to teach him to evolve beyond his hateful nature. As he changed for the better, slowly but surely he would become more like myself. That was how I thought I could dominate. It was how I was going to win, really. If he grew closer to me in that way, by learning kindness and compassion, we both would have won. My predomination would have not meant his absolute death, but our true union. Sadly, I underestimated how consumed he was by his need to destroy me. Now he's completely upset with finding my soul and wiping it out for good, even if it means tearing apart the reality that surrounds us. He'll never feel he has won until all traces of me are gone. <sighs> Hearing all that just makes me so unreasonably mad. Fuck that shit, Lord. I feel so bad knowing you died and there wasn't anything I could do, no matter how much I said your name. Don't fret, you did all you could. Isn't there some way we could bring you back? Some baller fucking magic or a bomb-ass fairy spell? I mean, we could- could we find an answer, for instance, in... Ye enchantments? Very unlikely. Dang it. Okay then, if I can't do that, then I guess the next best thing would be to find your little shit of a bro and feed him a steady diet of his own ass. Huh. <sighs> that is what we're supposed to do, right? I mean, from what I gather, the dude is ridiculous bad news. Just such brutal and stinky news. So eventually somebody's gotta kill him. And that's probably us, ain't it? It's true that he deserves a comeuppance like few others, but slaying him is not actually a responsibility as heroes now. In fact, if anyone must bear that burden, it might be me. Oh, yeah? Possibly. As we speak, there are hundreds of souls out here in the furthest ring worthy working to defeat him. Some search for a fabled treasure, a weapon said to spell a certain doom, while others say that I myself am the weapon. And so they search for me. They band together to in great numbers for this cause and attract his devastation and hope revealing the path to the weapon. At the same time, they draw his attention away from me and it is a good thing that they do. I must remain hidden from everyone so long as, I, as long as I can. Why? Why not come out and be all like, Yo, here I am, it's me! Secret weapon Ghost Cali! Because I am no such thing. I was already useless against my brother when he was just a brat who would like to tease me. Now that he is exceptionally muscular and invincible adult, my chances are laughable. No, it is... If I have to contribute, I need more time. I must go in search of my own weapon. What weapon? Ironically, the same weapon which many of them are looking for. Me! <laughs> what? It's the only sliver of hope I have. 
I have reason to suspect that there may be another iteration of myself out here. One from a Doom timeline, who has kept hidden for a long time, just like I have. But unlike me, she supposedly came from reality where she predominated instead of my brother. And not by the means which I described. Hers was not a mild unit of reconciliation. Amazingly, her predomination was absolute. A major feat of, well, just as his was with me. As such, she went on to play the game and, well, I can't even imagine what followed aside from the fact that she eventually must have died for existing in an offshoot reality. If she exists, I would be eager to meet her. It would be a chance to get to know a version of myself who was strong enough to override the will of my brother. Sometimes I might have... Someone I might have become if I had a little more courage. And if she... And if she is such a person, then I really believe all I have heard must be true. I believe she is the key to defeating him. So I have no choice. I must go in search of myself. Huh. Looking for a doomed offshoot of her. Yeah, looking for a doomed Callie. Yeah. Who... Next predominated, you know, took over yeah. the body. The Callie who won is yeah. the Callie who lost. Well, I said earlier, like, you know, sometimes for a Doom timeline to go right, like, for a, the Alpha timeline to go right, it has to go very wrong. Yeah. You sound like a real popular lady out here. Even you're looking for you. Indeed. Well, I hope you can find her. But if that's your job, the, to find Bizarro Calliope and go wallop your bro... Then what's our heroic biz? It's the same as it always was. To win the game. Oh, yeah. Duh. It is as I once told Jane. With victory, you may finally exit the vast whirling... S- exit this vast whirling storm. By claiming your reward, you might bring closure to a very wide coil of causality. One not tracing a continuous path like a snake, but intricately woven like a wreath. A ring of con... This little rises and falls, accents and descents, on its way up and down a pair of much bigger ones itself. From alpha to beta, to beta to alpha, as if a mountain to be scaled and then climbed back down. Its peak touches the eye of a storm which cannot end until the moment you all walk through the door. Only then will there be calm. Ugh. Ah, bugger, forgive me. Sometimes I forget myself and begin speaking in riddles. It's just a habit of the nature of my people. Uh, yeah, I know. At least yours are better than the bro's stupid games. Don't remind me. My opinion, they do not qualify as anything of the sort. Much the same time as his... Much the same as his shitty twists. So then, from what I'm surmising here is we don't need to beat him to win our game. Like, dealing with him directly is kind of out of our domain? As the one who provoked the... Breach in paradox space, which I just colorfully described, he's always exerted his influence on reality from afar, and from many different angles. Though unwitting surrogates, outsourced manipulation, outright enslavement, and even petty harassment. Most of all, he prevails through the simple inertia of inevitability that has always been on his side as a lord of time. As the one who is to blame for foolishly allowing him access to such power, it's only proper that I take responsibility for finding a way to defeat him. But even though the methods of influencing your session are indirect, they're still formidable. You'll be a, be a number of powerful foes who stand between you and victory. Tomorrow, a terrific battle will take place. When you wake up, I suggest you prepare, begin to prepare. 
uh, okay. Uh, how? Like, make more sick gear? I could hustle up another batch of ill-wicked guns. Just a big old pile of guns. Jay can have the wimpy smaller ones. Make Jane like a fancy new spork or fork or spoon or such. Like an elite endgame spoon. Whatever that is. Like uh, the Chowderfucker 5000. Jane would be flipping her god spoon around bopping monsters doing like cuckoo damage. Won't bother making nothing for Dirk since he's basically married to his boring anime sword. Like could you even pry that thing from his red dead cadaver? Yes, I'm sure new equipment would come in handy. Not that you mention it, well, before I died or even realized I not lived to play, I made special exceptions to my rules of saying linear with conversations. I messaged Jane a birthday gift. You see, I had a brief vision from Skye which suggested to me she could use a boosted morale on this special day. So I offered her something very dear to me, just as a token to show appreciation for her friendship. I hope it'll cheer up. Moreover, that it will prove at least useful to your party. At least somewhat useful to your party. But really, at this stage, if you wish to prevail against such stacked odds, collecting boons such as new weapons and treasures will only go so far. I think you'll need to embarrass a far more substantive gambit. Next. Well, first, let me just say something. Okay. So, Calibi talks about how her brother as a lord of time has a lot of influence on the timeline. Yes. And he's done that through, you know, like, Doc Scratch, or the Condacy, or the Handmaiden. Right. All that stuff. But she's also talking about the inertia that is just... Because he's a lot of time, he just has certain, like, control over time. Yes. Now, we've talked about how Paradox Space wants things to go a certain way, right? Yeah. What if it... What if Paradox Space had a name? What if Paradox Space had a name? What would you think that name would be? Mm. I mean, I don't know. I mean, like, I could say... Oh, wait, wait, wait. If he's the timeline, then Calliope would be space, right? I mean, I don't know. Well, Paradox Space really is mostly concerned with the timeline, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And if he's in charge of the timeline... Well, she's in charge of the space. Maybe I need to be a little bit more direct. <laughs> yeah, maybe, because I'm pretty dumb. What's up? Yeah, sorry. Uh, and again, this is something that probably a lot of, like, talking with a lot of people would get. This is part of yeah. the communal aspect of Homestuck that we are not getting. Yeah. So I'm kind of maybe pushing you a bit along. Yeah. Basically, Caliborn is in control of basically everything, like, every time thing. Yes. And so he controls... If he controls how time works, he can kind of do what Dave does. You know, like when Dave went back and made things go the way they're supposed to. Yes. He can do that on a much larger scale. Right. Which would maybe involve every universe. Yeah. Which would mean that... And so we know, like, so he basically makes the Alpha Timeline. Oh, uh, uh, Caliborn does? Yeah. Yeah, he decides what the Alpha Timeline is. Yes. Okay. He's the one, he is the one deciding destiny. He is the one who is control the story. Yeah. And it seems like the end result is, you know, 
somehow the cherubs end up on Earth, right? Yes. Or at least Caliborn does. Well, no, I guess they I guess they were, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they were on Earth. And they said that Earth got moved from there to an like from another place to there. Yes. Who would want to move Earth? Who would want to move Earth? Uh I mean like uh, well, who has the ability to move planets and would want to move Earth? Uh, I mean, Jade could move planets, could move uh, space players, I guess, in general. Yeah, but like the kids would probably have the most affinity for Earth. Yeah, they would they would like to move Earth. So it's a little safer, maybe. Yes. Yeah. From, from the miles. Yeah. And you so know, I don't if know why you can't escape those. So, yeah. but if. They moved it to a new universe. Wouldn't it make sense that that's their universe that they created? Hang on. So they took Earth and put it in a universe they created. Like they were moving... Like how they're moving... Like, they, the, the, like they're moving their planets right now. Yes. I... Yeah. Mm, yeah, I suppose. In that new universe, if we go by what the trolls did would probably have a weird alien race. Right. So cherubs. Yeah. Okay. And so Lord English almost would want them to succeed, right? Yeah, because if they succeed, they make him. Yeah. Right. And they have to succeed because he's there. Yes. And so isn't, like, that's such a tragic thing, really, at this point, is that they... It's the same thing of, like, what happened with the trolls with Beck, Noir. Right, they created their own monster. Yes. But now that the, now the monster is so huge that it is threatening existence itself. Right, we've, we've gone beyond threatening sessions. We're, we're now just threatening reality. Yes. So, how are they going to deal with that? Fuck, man, I don't know. Kill the motherfucker. Um... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Sorry if that if I kind of put you through some hoops there. <laughs> I mean, I'm just trying to figure out what what it goes to, I guess. Like like what the next thing is. I don't know. Man, I don't know. And we just uh, had a story where Roxy was talking up was that Roxy was writing where she was it was all about People knowing how the story, you know, is going to go. Yeah. And feeling powerless to stop it. Right. So how do you change that? Yeah, so how do you change that? Yeah. Is it, like Wesley Herbert said, just killing some motherfuckers? (laughs) Yeah, do you just... you just start shooting? Get a big old pile of guns? Uh, I don't know. But, yeah, like... And the, he was changing the story a bit. You know, he killed characters he wasn't supposed to. Yeah, but things didn't really change. Things didn't really change. Yeah. But maybe... It, but he had the power to, so is that enough? Right. This person from... Outside the story? Outside the story. Hmm. Hmm. I guess, is that is that Calliope then? The the one who... Well, no, because I mean, like, the doomed offshoots aren't really outside the story. I don't know. I don't know. This hurt my brain. Yeah. This is what Hope's already weird. 
It's getting really weird now. Yeah, it's getting weirder. I feel like there's really something you want me to get that I am not getting at all. No, there's nothing you can get from this point. I'm just enjoying teasing you because I know Fuck exactly you. what it is. I hate you. 